Support for the podcast is brought to you by XWorks. All right, we love XWorks here. I've been using them for a number of years. Uh, I've been using, they started with just pre-workout and have really stayed pretty grassroots and true to who they are by only making a select number of products that they do to the best of their ability. So they make sure that all the right ingredients are in there that only do what they want the product to do. No fillers, no additives, no garbage, no bullshit. Like you're not gonna see a ton of shit in there with the name like xylitol or like xanthan gum or other things you can't pronounce and I don't, I'm not smart enough to know what they are. Um, so check them out, xworks.com. They sell a number of products now that they've developed from the ground up. Uh, my favorites are their pre-workout, their Ignite. That's their flagship product that they started off with. Uh, they sell a grow product, which is their protein. That's another one of my staples. That protein has 100% whey protein isolate. It's from grass-fed cows. Um, no artificial sweeteners, no flavors, no coloring, uh, soy and gluten-free, duh. All kinds of information on each one of their products and how to best use them is on their website, xworks.com. And recently, they have just uh, relaunched a CBD cream rub and they also have cbd droplets and pills as well so i go to them for all of our supplements and have been trusting them for years you guys should too check them out they support us support them xworks.com all right guys another one of our podcast sponsors is soul water all right these guys started this company they're based in new church new jersey new jersey new jersey um the guys are ex-military founders uh they love crossfit they love working out uh, they love fitness and staying in shape, and naturally, they were using the um, the Himalayan sea salt lemon water that we've talked about on the podcast before that I've been using for a number of years now. Uh, in the morning, you get up, you get a big, tall glass of water, squeeze a lemon, throw some salt in there. You get a great mixture that keeps you hydrated throughout the day and keeps you from cramping, which is one of the biggest things uh, for, for myself that I liked with it. Um, I've fallen off doing that just because of how hard it is to make that in the morning. It is time consuming and these guys experience that as well. So what they did is made it easy for you to get it on the go in a can, Soul Water. If you guys check them out, their website is soulwatercompany.com. You guys can use code PARDONME for 10% off of uh, everything they've got on there. Obviously, they've got dope hats, as you can see on the video episode, duh. They've got the great water that keeps you hydrated, keeps you on the go, keeps you doing what you love to do and not having to worry about anything else. Um, the added benefit that these guys do is every Every purchase that you guys make, they donate five cents to save Amazon rainforests, and they have all the info on their website if you guys want to check that out. That again, one more time, soulwatercompany.com. Use code pardon me, 10% off. Get you some. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode. Pardon me. Here we go. We have on today a special guest. I say that for all my guests, but this one I mean it. Because uh, he's especially because he's sitting right here. Uh, his name is Austin Alexander. He is a Navy sailor, seaman, whatever you want to call him. Yeah, Don't uh, call him a corpsman. Veteran. Yeah, no corpsman. Not a corpsman. Veteran. He is a big YouTuber. Um, medium size. Medium size. <laughs> <laughs> this is a humble podcast. So. Humble brag. He is a aggressively medium YouTuber. Um, and uh, mm. he's joining us today. He has a very special talent before we get into the podcast, and I'll let him uh, take it from here. <laughs> I haven't done this in like 15 years, but hey, Christian, I really like your podcast. I got some popsicles in the cellar. <laughs> that's that's it. That's it. <laughs> bravo, from from bravo. those of you that know uh, the um, Herbert the Pervert from Family Guy, <laughs> that was it. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> do uh okay 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 all right we'll let him get into the episode without further ado here it is alex awesome sorry alex. Al- what the fuck? <laughs> austin alexander Yeah, she just gets so energetic. She yeah. she forgets to talk into the microphone. So yeah. I know the value of having a good, you know, speaking in the microphone. So is this a good level for welcome. you? It's kind of high. Yeah, that, it's good for me. Okay. If my voice is too uh, too loud, too no, powerful, or whatever, he got you. Then just yeah. Yeah, I got you. And if you want to, if I start go- talking up some random stuff, just cut me all the cut way. Cut that off, out, and it'll be like him just talking to himself. Oh, cut yeah. that whole section we out. We don't really. We don't really edit anything out unless it's something that you accidentally said that you shouldn't have said. Oh, yeah. like I killed a guy in 2017? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So if you say anything and you're like, oh, I don't know if I could say that, you just tell Mikey to cut it out. Yeah. Okay. Cut that part out. Well, I can pretty much say anything. And then if you say cut that part out and and then you don't say anything after, we're going to leave it in. But if you say cut that part out and then after you're like, hey, Mikey, make sure you cut that part out. Yeah. Then we'll cut it out. So I'll have to say it twice? Yeah, yeah. Say it twice. <laughs> this is confusing. I just noticed that table is a bicycle. You yeah. ride that over here every day? Yeah. Every day. Yeah. 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 From Vietnam. From Vietnam. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah. That's racist. <laughs> is it? I mean, is it though? He's a Vietnamese. I'm so. Vietnamese. Well, I guess I guess. That's just not. a fact, I think. <laughs> Nowadays on the internet, it's racist. Everything's racist. Yeah. Everything hurts everybody. Have you feelings. have you gotten any of that? Like Oh yeah. Yeah. I had a uh, one of the recent videos I gave away a five thousand dollar scholarship to this seventeen year old. Right. And this guy she was white. And this guy, racist. I know this guy. <laughs> this this uh, girl was like, "You should give it away to black kids instead of this white girl who can already afford college." Yeah, and I was like, "Gosh." Did you have uh, like black people in the screening, or how did you choose that girl? I just she was the only seventeen. I don't know a lot of like underage girls, fortunately. Fortunately, and she was the only one that I knew. She was, you know, went to my CrossFit gym, and okay, she was. Uh, you couldn't ask her like, "Hey, do you got any black friends?" or Friends of color. I don't specifically target race. <laughs> I, I don't at all. I feel like that's more racist, right? What? To target. To yeah, like, it is. Hey, do you have any, like, besides just being like, hey, you know, you're a 17-year-old. I'm looking for a 17-year-old. Let's do this. Not this, but. Yeah. Yeah. Just, is this part of the episode? Or are we yeah. just? Oh, okay. Yeah. You don't we'll, do an intro? We'll keep it in. Okay. I, I do it after. Okay. But we just, I like to just roll in. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> this is part of, he looked at this is part of the episode before he said anything. Because we're having some good conversation. He's good at just triggering me into a conversation mm-hmm. and then it, it being, uh, you know, rolling on the on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. We get, we get that's some good. pretty good content yeah. when that happens. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I feel like that's more racist, though, if you're like singling people out versus just, being, I, I, hey, I think so. Anybody's. Too. I think so, too. Come one, come all. Yeah. But I get the, the or not I get, but I, I hear that too from people that are just like, oh, well, you know, always looking at, oh, is there anybody of color on the, on the whatever, Mm -hmm. whether it's an opportunity, whether it's a job, whether it's this, whether it's that. And it's like, well, we didn't screen for color. We just screened for who's the best person for the job. Exactly. And, and whatever it was. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I feel like you're going to have a lot of people that shouldn't be there if you're just looking at, hey, I'm looking for somebody of you know, this race, this gender, this whatever yep. to fill this job mm-hmm. versus looking at, all right, who's the best person for this job? Yep. But and you can also see the other side of, of, you know, wanting to have, but I feel like here, I mean, maybe we're kind of in a very 
I mean, we are in a very select, isolated community in Orange County or in California. Yeah, I agree. But with that. we have a ton of diversity, right? There's, I mean, you could go. You're in Anaheim or Anaheim. Sorry, yeah. can you say that? Anaheim. <laughs> Cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just won't give my specific address. Yeah, give your uh, social too. Um, but we we have so much ethnicity. We have so much diversity here. Mm-hmm. But you go to other places like I don't know where was I? I was in Memphis, and there was like a very clear. There was you know a ton of black people, a ton of white people, and there was a very clear dividing line. Uh-huh. Like I was staying in a motel that was definitely not on the good part of town, and I you know stayed next to a prostitute for yeah, sure. Nice. Like I saw her bring multiple <laughs> guys in guys into this house or into this uh, little motel. Mm-hmm. One after another, just she had a good business. Yeah, at least the business was good. Good business model. She could have been doing their toenails or something. Yeah. How do you know she was a prostitute? Doing their taxes. Are you? I don't. I was profiling okay. for okay. sure. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, like, if you see, you see the videos on my channel, like Caitlin Ohashi, she's, uh, she's, she's what? Korean. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to, because I, I don't obviously don't know. You know, these are just my friends in, in mm-hmm. my friend group. I have Helen. She's Vietnamese. Um, Elaine is Vietnamese. Um, Didn't you have you know, a? Uh, yeah, uh, Ashley yeah. is. Um, I don't. I don't know what she is to be. I don't. I don't say, "Hey, are you black?" Or, or "Hey, are you Hispanic?" I don't. I just, you know, I don't. I don't screen these people for. Okay, I'm looking for a black person, or I'm looking for a Hispanic person. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, the people that I feel that would be good in these videos. Yeah, you know, I. But how, how did you? Uh, we'll kind of get into uh, my my question was I was going to ask you how you started doing the videos. Um, but before we get into that, mm-hmm. let's get into a little bit about uh, your your background, how you got into how you got into the Navy. Because this is like kind of how I'm imagining how these these uh, these videos came about, right? Yes. Was from your experiences in the military and service. And then, because the first video I came about, it might not have been the first video that, that you did, was those um, PT screening challenges or those PT tests that you were doing with mm-hmm. uh, different people. So, you know, having somebody get ready or take a, you know, SEAL screening exam or get ready for that. Yeah. And then different videos like that. Uh, I kind of, I got into video. I'd always loved recording myself and watching, you know, do stupid stuff. Like yeah. we would used to make little action figure videos with my friend uh, Luke and I. Was this and last year or how No, long this was, <laughs> <laughs> um, I wish it was, but yeah. this was probably in fifth grade, oh, fourth shit. grade. Okay. You know, we had this huge camera that recorded on those little uh, VHS tapes. They had like 27 minutes total that you can record. And we would make these little stop motion animations and we would show them to people and everybody hated them, but we just thought they were the coolest thing. (laughs) So that's how I kind of got fascinated with video. And throughout high school, I had this class called Current Events. Oh, favorite class. Miss Lancaster. She was so fun. <laughs> everybody, everybody loved her. Really, but, you had a good-looking teacher. Because yeah. I see the teachers on, you know, you see the news like, oh, a teacher gets, you know, ten years or whatever for you know having Sleep sexual it. relations or yeah. you know blowing a student or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you see the teacher, and you're like, what the fuck? I why didn't I have any teachers yeah. like that when I was a kid? Miss <laughs> Lancaster. Miss Lancaster was one of those. <laughs> okay, I don't know where she is or what she's doing, but Shout I, out I hope Ms. she Lancaster. hears it. Shout out Miss Lancaster. <laughs> Thanks for looking good every day. And <laughs> so we had this class, and she was like, guys, to be honest. I don't know what to do. It was called current events. She's like, I don't know what to do in this class. I raised my hand. I was like, let's make a weekly video about the news and, and current events that are happening. And I can film it and produce it. And we can let the whole class watch it. 
And she was like, okay, I'm down with it. So we started organizing. Dang. You know, The whole class was like a little production crew that I didn't have to pay. It was great. <laughs> Slave and labor. Exactly. We would do the, the weather. We would do sports. We would do what's happening in politics and eventually the whole school knew about it it was just yeah. great production you know that i would film with a little jvc avario yeah. and edit on a pirated version of sony <laughs> sony vegas 8 i think and so I, we produced these videos and i, I love doing it you know it was a, definitely a grind because i would stay up and burn the the dvd for friday morning to present it in class would they play it on um like any type of you know how like in high, in high school we had this but they had the 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 video TV that yes. they would play like new like I don't know the the principal would come on and be like blah, 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 mm-hmm. and you know you had did they do that we yeah we had no well, it wasn't throughout the whole school at first so it was just in the current events class you know they had the little mm-hmm. uh, box TV with that big DVD player below it and, and we, they always we would had just a, pop it in a strap over the top yep, yep. <laughs> so it like why do you need in, a, a tie down strap for a TV well they didn't want it to fall on a kid's head probably okay you know uh, young kids got got tender heads but they would play it you know every friday and people would just laugh it would be a great 12 minute video of just laughing and everybody would look at me great video great video and i just became addicted to creating uh entertaining content for people to enjoy that's pretty cool and towards the end of the year the whole you know everybody was asking me hey can i get a copy can i get a copy so i started selling the the copies of every episode on the dvd it would take me like eight hours to burn because i had a really shitty windows computer like you have over there (laughs) (laughs) and uh and i would make you know three four hundred dollars off these videos damn how much did you sell them for like ten dollars a piece and each one would take you eight hours to burn well it's between it was you know subjective five eight hours depending on what kind of dvd i have i got little cases and 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 it was a pretty nice thing. I I printed off on a piece of paper. Oh, current sure. events, season so and so, starring Luke Blaylock and I forgot his name, Kevin. Yeah, and because they were the host, you know, and I was just the producer, the filmer, the videographer, and the editor, and it was great. I loved it. And shortly after, you were asking how I got into the, the challenge videos. I joined the, the the Navy. I was about to say Navy. I joined the military. My parents were going through a tough time. I was cutting grass and making pizzas full time. And this Marine recruiter came up to me. He's like, hey. How old? How old? How old was I? Yeah, when you were cutting grass pizzas. 20 through uh, 19 to 20. Okay. I had started going to college at 19. Okay. And Any video production through high school or mm, that was just middle school thing? Yeah. The, the current events was, I think, in ninth, 10th grade. Oh, okay. I, I didn't really have any any video production. I think I did the senior slideshow or anything like, or something like that. Yeah. But we would continue to make to make videos. And I had, I had a little Samsung Galaxy S6. I was into speakers and stuff. I would make little videos and stuff, but never post them on the internet. Right. And definitely not YouTube. Because this um, was, that was through high school. So it would have been what, 2000 and late 2000s, 2007, 2008? Yeah, seven, eight. I graduated 2010. Okay. Yeah. So I think the current events was 2008. Yeah, something like that. Okay. And I started going to college. I was like, I hate this. I was working full time because obviously it was kind of like, immediate gratification because I would get that paycheck. You know, in college, I was just kind of building a skill in order to get paid more when I graduated. So I was working, went to college, and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to college anymore. I don't even hardly know what what I wanted to do. I was going to college for electrical technology because I thought I wanted to put speakers in people's cars for a living. <laughs> and Still might. Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> anything can happen. Um, and so I was like, 
fuck this. I quit college, and I started working full-time and picked up another job to make pizzas. And then that's when the Marine crew was like, hey, what are you doing? I was like, I cut grass for the city because it was a, you know, it was, I was making probably like nine dollars nine eighty five an hour. And I had benefits. That's and not bad money back then, right? It's not bad that's at above, all. That's above minimum. Because it was a city yeah. job, so it was relatively good paying. You know, and it was definitely above minimum. I think mm-hmm. minimum wage at the time was seven twenty five right. or seven fifty five. So I was like, I work for the city, and I cut grass. And I was thinking at the time, like, I'll never join the military. Like, this is stupid because I, I didn't know anything about it. Hardly any of my family was in it. My my grandpa was the only person that was in the army. He was a reservist, and I was like, I'm I'm not doing that. And he's like. You can serve your country, and I think he said something like, you'll get the women or something. And so it got me thinking. And I was like, get the Son women. Son of a bitch, I'm in. I was like, get the women, you say. I like women. So a couple months passed. You know, I was still cutting grass. And this is a Marine recruiter? Marine recruiter. Fuck. And they're always so aggressive, like, you're a piece of shit. You need to <laughs> yeah. join the Marine Corps and make yourself <laughs> yeah. a better person. Yeah. And uh, so... I was just because because of that, you know, I was kind of steering away from the Marines, but I was still interested in the military, and I love the Navy uniforms. And one time, you did. I I love the Navy uniforms. Okay, yeah. Pull those up, Mike. And uh, <laughs> I actually brought them in the car. If you want me to put it, can you put it on? Actually, yeah, I got you. I got you. Um, I think there's a few pictures on my Instagram. The the, the dress blues and the dress whites were yeah. my favorite. And okay, I. Well, I got a call from my friend Taylor a few a few weeks later, and he's like, "Hey, man, I'm going to the Navy recruiting office. Do you want to come with me?" And I was like, "No." Uh, at this time, I was like, "No, I'm not joining the military." But I was kind of keen to the idea. I was like, "But I'll come hang out with you in the office." So he was in there. He was signing the papers. He was like, "Get me out of here." Damn. And because it's it's a big decision, you yeah. Know, coming from a small town, not a lot of people probably two percent join the the military and get out of there. You know. What town? Florence, Alabama. Damn. Okay. Yeah. That that was the officer uniform. Yeah. This is the the petty officer. The, that first row right there. That's the petty officer uniforms. I just loved him. And I went into the Navy recruiting office, and he hands me a pamphlet that says, "I think this will be good for you," without even asking me or anything. And it was a Navy SEAL pamphlet. And I was like, <laughs> "What is a Navy SEAL?" I went home. I googled it, and I came back the next day. I was like. Sign me up. I didn't tell anybody. I didn't because <laughs> my, my, my parents were going through a tough time. Yeah. So I didn't want to put that pressure on them and say, I'm joining the military. So I said, sign me up. He's like, okay. He's like, sign these papers. You'll go to MEPS this date, this date, this date. And then. Did they have the, the SEAL contract back then? Yeah. So you, he would have got, you You would have gotten a six year. No, you, okay. ha- you have to earn the contract. Okay. So the way it still works, I believe, and the way it worked back then was. You went into MEPS. If you qualified vision, physically, everything, your hearing, everything, if it was good, they would give you the potential or the opportunity to earn a SEAL contract right. by doing a physical screening test and, okay. and, and scoring high enough in your region to earn that contract. So I went to MEPS, and they're like, okay, what do you want your backup job to be? I said, give me something shitty because I want to motivate myself more to not get that job. They said, IT, information technology. <laughs> and I was like, all right. You're a recruiter's wet dream right now. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, because I, I just went in there. I did, basically didn't know what I wanted. I said, I just want to be a SEAL, like you know, 75% of other people who join the Navy do. And they're like, I'm sorry, you don't qualify for SO, uh, but you do ca- qualify for... What's SO? A SEAL operator. Okay. Or special operator. So the rates are um, special warfare, special operations are SO, SWCC, which is 
uh, special warfare combatant crewman, mm-hmm. and then you have air rescue, and then you have EOD, explosives ordnance disposal, and then ND, Navy diver. He said, you can choose between EOD or ND because your eyesight still qualifies for you for those. So you couldn't be a SEAL anymore? No, because, they of, were my, like, because of my eyesight. Okay. And which is probably a good thing because I wasn't as confident in the water as I should have been. I thought I could just go in there and do some do some run and some push-ups and be good, but yeah. it's not about that at all. And anybody anybody listening <laughs> no. to that, it's definitely not that at all. You got to I'll get into that part. Yeah. So, there I was. I was looking at that EOD and Navy diver pamphlet and I was like, "Well, this one looks cool." I was like, <laughs> "Put me down for this one." <laughs> Navy diver. Okay. And I'm a split second decision type of guy. Yeah. I'm like, "All right, let's do this or let's yeah. and and I do minimal thinking cuz which is good and bad because it gets the ball rolling and I can right. learn as I go or sometimes I don't plan it out properly and it kind of goes to shit kind of like that video we did uh, with you the other day the YouTube video <laughs> I still think it's going to turn out good oh, Is it going to turn okay I, was gonna I think ask it's going to turn out okay. good yeah yeah um but it's good cuz I'm I'm the other way I'm like sometimes I do split decision but sometimes a lot of the time I'm like okay I want all my ducks in a row before I go into this, like mm-hmm. I want to just like hit this in a in a fucking in stride. Yeah. But so I I've been learning how to find that balance, and my wife's the total opposite. So she's, it's a good level leveling out because she's just like, like fuck it, let's do it, and then yeah. you know we'll do it live. And so it's a good balance. But yeah, go a lot, balance is is super important because if you sway one way or the other, if you're the top that sits back and and plans forever. And then hardly ever implements. It's not good because you're not going to get done. If you're the type that doesn't plan, then you're probably going to do it. But it could be done a lot better if you, you know, added some planning in there. So a little bit, yeah. It's very important to have yeah. balance. Yeah. So I said, sign me up for this one. You know, ND. <laughs> this looks cool. And I had a real bad accent back then because I was from Alabama. You That's know, so cool. my accent has since improved, so people can understand me now. I just get really tired of repeating myself when I had the accent, so I've, I've corrected it a little bit. But I was like, sign me up. This looks cool. And he's like, okay. He's like, your ship date is seven months from now, which is November something, like November 15th, 2013. Okay. So you're still co- of college age, kind of. Yes. You gra- so you would have been like 20. I was 20. Right? Yeah. You still 6'4 at this time? Yeah, I was about 6'4", okay. 180. Yeah. I so wasn't, skinny. I was skinny. really skinny. Yeah. With this hard accent. Yeah. Okay. And you know, the little... For the people yeah, watching the on the video. Yeah. I still do that. I know. When you saw me this morning, you're like, what's up, boy? <laughs> I don't think I said that. And, uh, yep, there it is. Navy Navy diver careers. Um, and so. Navy diver. IT was, the ship day was November 13th. They said, if you aren't contracted, and, and I think I depped in in like April. I had like six or seven months. They said, if you aren't contracted ND by this date, you will ship out as, as an IT. Navy does that to to you know keep pushing p- people through the pipeline. They don't really care about necessarily what you want. Yeah. But they're just interested in getting people into the Navy. So there I was, hopped into the pool for the first time in probably 2 2 3 years and I was like, "All right, let's do this." I started practicing <laughs> the combat side stroke with my friend Taylor cuz yeah. he was going in as EOD as well. Every single day we were that was a a great time in my life because I was so, my mind was clear. I knew exactly what I wanted. I was going into the Navy. I was going to become a Navy diver. Every single thing I did was with purpose. Everything I did was on the right track. You know, I was going to CrossFit, the CrossFit box, CrossFit North Alabama. Every morning at six, 
I'd get done. I'd go get some food. Some chow. Yeah, I'd go, go uh, mooch off my dad's groceries. And then I would go <laughs> hit up a, a training session or a pool session with my friend Taylor. And at that time, I had like, probably had like $2,000 in the bank, you know, that I'd just saved. So I quit my job. And That's big money for a 20-year-old. <laughs> it, it really, I mean, it is, because I was still living at home, had yeah. zero bills. My yeah. parents were covering my insurances. That's fuck you money. Exactly. I was at the club, like, making it rain. Yeah. And, uh, fuck that Marine said I wouldn't get no women. Look at me now. I got two grand in my pocket. Yeah. And so everything I did, you know, was uh, with the purpose. I started taking the PSTs. Uh, the first one, I almost drowned and, and failed. I got the max cutoff for the swim is 12 minutes and 30 seconds for Navy Diver. 500 meter, right? 500 meter, combat side stroke. It's not not freestyle. A lot of people say, oh, I can do that. It's easy. Combat side stroke. If you don't perform properly, they rip you out of the pool. I took the test with seven other people. I had my head down. I was, <gasps> you know, I couldn't properly breathe. I was yeah. just kind of like making that split, season, split second decision to say, I want to take the PST this Saturday. You know, there's one available in Huntsville, which is an hour away. I want to take the PST this Saturday. And I got in the pool with seven other people. And I was drowning. I was swimming. I was inhaling water. It was it was ugly, really ugly. But when I tapped the side of the pool, the important part was I did not give up through that swim. I tapped the side of the pool. I looked to my left, looked to my right. Every other person was out of that pool Gone. except me. Yeah. My time was twelve minutes and twenty seven seconds. They like you successfully completed the swim. Congratulations. Um, we're moving on to the pull ups or the whatever's next, the push ups. And I was like, okay, awesome, great. So I had all these people watching me. Yeah, I just, just, I'm pretty sure my goggles had fallen off a few times. I was wearing, like, had one contact in. I was, oh, it was ugly. But that's fucked that the guy that was recruiting you for a seal didn't tell you, like, you can't go if you have contacts. Well, you can, but okay. you, you have to get have, LASIK, right? You do. Okay. Yeah. Either right. that or they will give you LASIK after you in the back real quick yeah so something like that like in, in homeboy's uh basement <laughs> yeah. but um so you go to push-ups yeah i'm, I'm going to push-ups yeah. I, I i passed the whole thing my scores were really ugly they weren't enough to get contracted obviously but i was talking to this guy named master chief belt he was a uh he was a I don't know his rate i mean he was an he was an air rescue guy but i think it was like m c a i r r c m uh, he was like command master chief of the special yeah. operations crew in North Virginia. He was basically the guy in Halo that you play. Basically, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this dude was a this dude was a beast. His forearms were super thick. Like yeah. his his he had to have two watch bands for his, <laughs> for his watch. And uh, so, Ma Master Chief Belt, he was like, "Well, your scores are really shitty, but the important part is you didn't give up. I want to see you back here next month. So next <laughs> next year, I mean, next month, you can work with that. Yeah, exactly. Can't work with a quitter. Cannot. Next month." Took the test again. Okay, scores. Make a long story short, building up to November, my scores, I'd got my swim down to like 817, the fastest I've ever swam. 16 pull-ups, 80-something sit, 80-something push, and then my run was like an 827. It was quick. It was really quick. That's quick for me for a mile and a half. Yeah. And he's like, uh, Austin, or he's like, Alexander, congratulations. I want to give you this Navy diver contract. You've earned it. You're going, you're shipping a boot camp, so-and-so, so-and-so, and doing the paperwork with my recruiter. And it was just a great day, happy day. December 9th rolls around. I ship out. I go to boot camp. And make it through boot camp and everything. And we – so I'm sorry. Let me let me retrack a little bit. So I got this gnarly infection in boot camps called cellulitis in my right knee. You can probably still see the scar from where they cut it out. See that? 
Yeah, I see that. Let me show the camera. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Why is it why is it moving? What do you mean? <laughs> so it's an infection. It was an infection. So you got a uh, a really really bad infection. I was market marching. Was it from a cut or something? No, it was okay. from a bump I popped in boot camp. I was like popped it didn't infect my I mean didn't uh, disinfect my hands or anything. Yeah. I just popped it and I was like, "Oh, you know, showing people, look at that goo that's coming it's out." Oozy. Yeah. <laughs> 2 days later, I'm marching back from this thing called Team Trainer. It's where they train you with the fire hose and, you know, Navy stuff. Seaman stuff. Seaman stuff. Yeah. And I knew that was coming. That's why yeah. I said it. And um, so I started limping. I felt this throbbing in my knee. And it got to the point so bad that recruit division commanders was like, Austin. It's like, I mean, they were like, Alexander. Yeah. Hey, what's your, uh, what's your problem? He, they pulled me out of line. Yeah. I was like, Petty Officer, my knee. My knee hurts so bad I can barely walk. And they're like, well... Walk on back to the compartment. Uh, we'll take a look at it. Hour and a half later, March. Come back to the compartment, and I'm trying to pull my um, trousers up to show that. <laughs> forgot the name. Yeah. Forgot the Navy term. For, uh, I was pulling my trousers up to show the petty officer, and then finally, when I got <gasps> it, when I got it up over my knee, they were like, "Holy shit! <laughs> like, what happened?" What is that? Like they were freaking out, and it was causing me to panic. I was like, oh. "What?" I was like, it, "Does it look that bad?" And they're like, "Yeah, you need to go to medical right now." Fuck. And all the petty officers were freaking out, so they got some crutches from somewhere, and so I was crutching it to medical, which is probably like half a mile down the road. Miserable, you yeah. know. I'm in double <clears throat> outer gear, freezing my ass off. I make it to medical, and this I knock on the door. I probably look like a zombie. Like, you know, it was it was dark. It was snowy. The duty corpsman comes to the door. He's like, how can I help you? I was like, um, you know, corpsman, corpsman, my, my knee is messed up. I need you to look at it. He brings me in. I pull my trousers down. He's like, holy shit. <laughs> I was like, we all stop doing that. You're freaking me out. So at this time, my, my knee was probably the size of a half softball. Oh, and wow. so they call in the lieutenant commander. You know, it's probably 8.30, 9.30 p.m. And she's mad that she has to come in. She comes in, she looks at it, she's like, oh my Holy goodness. shit. She was a little more calm about okay, it. Okay. She's like, oh my goodness, this does not look good. Which reminds me of something my grandma would say, which kind of freaked me out <laughs> even more. I was like, oh gosh, I'm going to die. At this point, I was having headaches. I was I was kind of sweating because I Can had Can you a, pull up a, a picture of this? I had a high fever yeah. of this. Oh yeah, cellulitis? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it gets gnarly. People can die from it. It gets in your lymphatic system. People die from it all the time. Just from a little pop. <laughs> pop, yep. And then you get the germs in there. And yep. it's, and so, so she's th- looking at it. They took me to hospital. Yeah. And so it, it was bad. You, you see how that infection is uh, on that third picture, top left? It's traveling through the, uh, the skin. Yeah. That's how mine was. And every single day they would make a mark around it. Okay. And they'd come back and they'd be like, oh, shit, this is not good. And then it would travel like it's two or three going. inches outside. So it got to the point, I was in the hospital for a week and a half. It got to the point where my entire leg was swollen like 1.5 times the size of this one. And I just looked like an elephant. (laughs) And they had got to the point where they were drawing purple lines around my ankle and purple lines around my thigh because that's how far the infection had spread. And they took a few samples from my joint and my, I guess they were testing my blood to check and see if it was in my lymphatic system. They're like, I'm going to be honest with you. If this is in your lymphatic system, we're going to have to go in there and we're going to have to cut your knee out to get the infection out. And I was like, 
I was kind of wasn't scared because I had Facebook and I could call anybody that I wanted. I was calling my mom. I was like, hey, mom, I'm going to lose my leg. It's okay, though. I got, you know, Facebook. I'm just chilling. And I was getting the hospital food. You know, it was a good break from boot camp. Needless <laughs> to say, they put me on some really, really good, strong antibiotics, and they got me out of the hospital in about a week and a half. Okay. And my bursa sac, like, if you see the one that says prepatellar bursitis right here. Below. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. That's bursitis. That's when your bursa sac and your knee swells up so much from a uh, blunt trauma or an infection, and you can't really bend your knee. That's what what had happened to me. So okay. the infection was gone, but I had bursitis, and my bursa sac was swollen up to the point I could barely bend my leg. So they sent me back to um, temporary holding unit at RTC, eating shitty boot camp food and taking orders like I was in boot camp. And so... Finally, after two or three weeks, I was making a good relationship with the nurse that was checking me out every day. And I was like, listen, ma'am, I said, you have please got to clear me for fit for full duty. I've got a, you know, I've got dive training to complete. The whole class is rolling ahead without me. You have please. So she did. She was like, okay, okay, I got you. Even though I still couldn't bend my knee, probably to about halfway. Send me back to boot camp. I'm giving you the long version of this. I hope that's okay. Yeah, I want the long version. Okay, okay a, good. This is long form. You want the long version? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. After the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then... I ain't never been no bitch. <laughs> I, I, I got, to, uh, got to boot camp, and they were like, okay, Alexander, you've got to uh, do your battle stations, and you've got to do your final PFA. I said, all right, let's do it. Schedule me, you know, whenever. Let's do it. So I went to battle stations on this bum knee. It was It was really painful, but I was trying not to display it because they would send me back to medical i did not want to go there and i did my final pfa uh running on a bum knee and i passed everything was appeared fine i got to to dive training and i'm not going to blame it on my knee because at that at that point i was probably at three quarter of the way movement and i was i was doing great i was with uh the class behind me so i wasn't with the original people that i had went to boot camp with and formed this bond with i was at i was uh with the people in the class behind me and a few rollbacks from my boot camp division. So they're like, Alexander. They're like, we thought you were dead. Uh, <laughs> Petty officer said that you died in the hospital. I was like, no, I've been alive this whole time. And uh, But that that's just the way that they joked. Yeah. And so we started training, you know, running. Got to eat that really good galley food at Training Ooh. Service Center in Great Lakes. It was, it was good. Was it actually good? Yeah, they had – it was like um, – a carousel of different types of food you can have from around oh, wow. the world. There was Italian. There was, there was. Uh, it treats you good in the Navy. At, at that place, the food was was good. They had American, Italian, like uh, Middle Eastern, Korean. You know, like different kind of Asian <laughs> foods. Like it was great. So coming from Alabama, you're like, I've never seen this yeah, food. I had only had mashed potatoes and green peas. That's it. That's, <laughs> that's what my dad grew in the garden. You know, so that's what we would eat. Yeah. And got over there. I, it, I think it was probably five or six weeks until our class classed up. So I was eating good. I was putting on some weight. I was getting my training my need to be better. And I go into that, the training environment. We have to do aquatic adaptabilities. And there was one other thing that's called, I don't remember though. Aquatic adaptabilities is kind of like underwater, uh, mass clearing, not tiring, not tying, porpoising, and... It's not drown proofing. It's kind of like a less, less aggressive form of drown proofing. Drown proofing light. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll just call it drown. Yeah, <laughs> drown proofing light. And they had like thirty people packed in this pool, and it was annoying because you're trying to get 
trying to get your breath, and you would raise your head up <laughs> yeah. and crack it on people, yeah. and they'd be like shoving people out of the way yeah. with your shoulders. <laughs> and so, past all that, flying colors, and we go to pool week, which is where they strap you up with twin eighties. They put the weight pound, uh, weight bet belt on on you, and you have to go go through your checks, dive, soup, team one, question mission in the water. And then one, two, three, look left, look right, look down, look at the horizon, one, two, three, step, step off in the water, go down, find your partner underwater. You always have to give people the okay and four to surface because it gives the instructors a heads up that you're servicing because this prevents people from just pushing off of the pool, the the pool bottom, which uh, can also signify that you're panicking and that's not that doesn't go well in dive training. No, in underwater, that doesn't go well. Yeah, <laughs> panicking. It, exactly, exactly. Because <laughs> you could be like, <gasps> and you know, suck in some water, and then you die. So the twin eighties are are your tanks. Yeah, tanks okay. on the back. So they were they weren't real air tanks. They were just kind of weighted to simulate air tanks. So at this time, you're not you don't have a, uh, any type of oxygen under there. No oxygen. Okay. So you hold your, re- your regulator. That's why I was going like this. You hold your regulator through your finger, one, two, three, dive soup, and question me in water. Go into the water, find your partner, give me okay, four to service, and then you start um, you start going through dive checks with them. You check their straps to make sure they're not twisted. You go down, hold your breath, of course, and check to see if their waistband strap is not twisted. And then you check their other strap, and you tap them on the head, and they turn around, and then you dunk the tanks to make sure they're not leaking. Because these are real dive checks you have to go through in a real environment. And... I was going through everything was fine. Got to this a day called Man Day, and which is Ooh. yeah, it's it's where they you are have my attention or more aggressive. <laughs> I don't know why they call it Man Day. I I don't know. That's I, I never knew that. It's because they're more they're more aggressive, right? So they're like putting you through it more. The ringer. Yeah, I'm guessing, right? I guess, but why wouldn't they call it like Woman Day, Ravage Day, or something like that? <laughs> I don't know. Day. Woman Day, Savage Day, <laughs> yeah, Savage Day. So. There we were, you know, the instructors were on boards, they were making the waves and everything, and I was going through the checks, turned me around, and I had partnered with this guy named Kozlowskis. He was the f- the best swimmer, and I was the best runner, or most endurance in the class, in my opinion. And we were always top two, he was always the best in the pool, I was always uh, best on land, wet and dry PT. And we had partnered up, and that day, they swapped it around. So I was at the front of the line, this guy named Fulcher was at the beginning, um, the last of the line, so they traded. So it was Fulcher and I. Put us in the pool. Everything was going good. I was going through checks. Done. Got mine done. Everything Everything was good. Two and a half minutes. So at this point, you're checking your partner, not yourself. Yeah, I'm checking okay. I'm checking my partner. Yeah. So you got to do a, a breath hold, check all these things before you can surface. So you go down. Uh-huh. You you give him the, the okay, like mm-hmm. you're good. He's okay. I'm okay. We come up, surface. And then at that point, Quest Mission do uh, checks. The instructor says, go ahead, proceed. And mm-hmm. then I check him first, mm-hmm. tap him on the head. You know, it probably takes two and a half, a minute and a half or two and a half, two and a half minutes to do these checks while you're treading with this weight on you. Mm-hmm. And he turns around. I'm like, okay. He spins me around. He's checking. He dunks my tanks, and I'm waiting for the tap on the head. I'm just treading there. And it's not like, easy. No, not not easy at all. It wasn't <laughs> easy for me because I'm not. Yeah. I'm not like a lot of people are like fish in the water. I'm not. So. Water was like kind of, kind of, kind of keep. I can't talk today. The water was getting closer and closer to my mouth because I was getting weaker and weaker. Right. And finally, I kind of just glanced behind me, like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah. Like, where's my partner? Yeah. And they had pulled Fulcher out, <laughs> and there was an instructor oh, sitting yeah. there waiting with the tank on, just waiting for me to do checks on him. And I was like, 
you know, turned around. I thought you did, did, did the checks already or no? They had wanted us to start over, but okay. for some reason I didn't hear what was going okay. on. Okay. I guess, I guess it was my fault for not hearing. Yeah. <laughs> then pull full, full yeah. shot out of the water. So I'm, he's like, redo checks. And at this point I'm like struggling it. You know, my legs yeah. are getting weak. I'm like trying to do the checks. I go underwater, <laughs> go underwater. I could not service. I, I, I could not up. service. I was like, I, I can't get oxygen. There's something's wrong with this. So I reached over, swam over, grabbed the side of the pool. I'm sorry, I grabbed your camera. Grab the side of the pool. I'm getting excited. And they're like, get out of the water, nonverbal DOR, grab the side of the pool. And they presented me with paperwork that's later I found out there's no such thing as a as a nonverbal, non-verbal. DOR. Yeah. They they got me to sign that paperwork. At the time I was flustered, I was I was mad at myself for grabbing that wall for needing oxygen. And that was it. Yeah. They sent me to a they sent me to the reclass, which is gives you a new job in the Navy. Like you can't make the the choice to get out of the Navy. So you have to reclassify and get another job. So this, you got this fat guy, this civilian. This made me. I was, I was so mad. This guy sitting. So behind, at this point, sorry, real quick. At this point, you had, you had to go through that, pass that, in order to continue on with dive school to be a Navy diver. Correct. And because you had grabbed the wall, you. So, for those people that don't know, when you grab the wall, they they signify that as. You didn't pass because you, you panicked. You had to grab the wall, right? Yeah. So it would have been better in their mind for you to just drown and pass out. <laughs> I guess so. I, I, I've never seen them save anybody from the water. <laughs> so I, I, I guess. I don't know. And and uh, at that point, they pull you out. They're like, hey, uh, nonverbal drop on, drop on request, or right? Yes. So a verbal drop on request is saying like, hey, I'm fucking done. Be like, I'm ringing the bell. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah. Give me my hot shower, my, my meal. Yeah. Um, and they said because you had panicked to the point that you needed to grab the, the wall, that means you're nonverbal. That's you nonverbally saying, hey, this is a drop. And you not knowing, we're like, okay, fuck. Yeah. Okay. So I, you're here I, with, I guess so. with this civilian. I'm I'm not I don't know if the instructors had it out for me. I consider myself a, a team player and a strong a strong guy. Usually I have seen instructors pick favorites and say if somebody sure. does grab the wall, they say Get off the wall, give me ten push-ups, and get back in the water. Right, but for some reason they yanked me out. I can't remember his name, Chief. I can't remember his name. Were they shorter than you? Oh, all of them were. Yeah, this, maybe that's why. This one they chief, didn't like hit, how tall you are. Probably so. This one <laughs> chief, I think I know what it was. I asked, I asked one of the instructors. These microphones are bouncy. I asked one of the instructors. I said, um, instructor. Francis, do you guys all have to pass this before you you train us in it? And he's like, "What do you think?" I said, "Well, I would hope so." Oh. And he said, "Why are you thinking one of us can't pass it?" And I said, "Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, all of you." <laughs> which, this one. which which one? And I was like, "Well, Chief." Uh, I was like, "Chief started with an F. I can't remember his name. It was like Fra or Fra or something like that." Chief, you know, something, something doesn't, I don't think he can pass this. It doesn't. And it was supposed to stay between him him and I, yeah. you know, the class. And I guess he told the chief or whatever. Oh, so my God. That, that, at that point, you know, this this chief was probably like 220 pounds. I mean, he was a diver. He was like yeah. a fish in the water. But I don't think he could could do those checks. You know? <laughs> but that's just that's just my opinion. So oh, so they sent me to reclass. They sent me to yeah, get it. Uh, I think that's it. <laughs> they, they sent me to... Uh, yeah, come to think of it now, I never even thought about it in depth. That's probably why they they hated me. Um, so they sent me to reclass. I could see you too, like just like an Alabama kid, just like 
hey, are, y- are y'all, y'all all can do this? <laughs> y- y'all can d- do uh, these checks? Y'all can do these checks, too? <laughs> and of, of course, Francis was like, he's like a beast. He was, yeah. he's like, um, well, obviously, yeah. Well, I, yeah. And he kind of led me into it. You think yeah. one of us can't do it? Which one? <laughs> I like, and I walked right into it. I was like, well, Chief something, something is a fat ass. I don't think <laughs> yeah. that he can, he can pass this at all. Did he pass it? And he's like, okay. Okay. And he's thinking, Roger that. Yeah. And then two minutes later, hey, Chief Alexander said you were fat ass. Yeah. And then that, that you know, that's probably what happened. That's it. So anyways, after, you know, a day or two after, they sent me to read class on a Friday. And then this guy is sitting behind the desk and he's like, hey, uh, what can I do for you? You know, type in, talking to his friend or whatever. I was like, hey, I'm here to read class. Dick and I was around. thinking for the next five years of my life. So... So please hurry up and grab these jobs because these jobs go like crazy. 20 minutes later, he's like, okay, uh, printing me off a piece of paper. There was air crew on there, HM. There was pack seamen and pack airmen, which are no-nos in my opinion, which is basically bottom of the totem pole. You're either doing airman stuff or you're doing seamen stuff, like handling ropes and swabbing the deck. Swabbing the deck. <laughs> and I said – uh, I Googled air crew on my phone. I said, okay, g- give me air crew. He's like, okay, go, hold on a second. Another 10 minutes, he's typing some stuff in. He's like, okay, you said you want air crew? And he's like, I'm sorry, that one's not available anymore. The only thing you have available is pack airmen and pack semen. Oh. And I was like, uh, shaking. Like sounds pe- like dealing with Spirit Airline. Yeah, basically, <laughs> Spirit or Frontier, they're yeah. the worst. And um, I was like, just like livid that this guy was yeah. playing with my the next five years of my life. And then I was like, Containing myself, I was. He's like, I'll, I'll tell you what. Come back Monday morning, first thing. I'll get you in. I'll come in an hour early, early, seven o'clock. The new jobs coming in Monday morning. And I was like, I'll be here. Showed up. He said, you have mastered arms, HM. You can go air crew. Gave me a whole list of jobs, which I'm glad he did that. But it was his fault. The other one was gone in the first place. Yeah. So uh, I saw mastered arms on there, which is naval security. I looked how long the A school was, seven <clears throat> weeks, which is really short. I said, give me this one. I'm, I want to, you know, go into the fleet or get a job as soon as I can. Give me this one. So he was like, okay, and I contract or I got the contract for Master Arms, and I became a naval security harbor patrol boat driver. Sweet, yeah, and that's <laughs> what you did. I was like, is that it? Yeah, <laughs> and that's it. I, I, right. I was trying to trying to uh, bring the story to the an arc. end. Arc, that, that's it. Yeah, the, if you want me to keep talking, the I can pipeline keep talking. arc. No, no, no. I was just wondering if so. And then you did that for. What seven years? Six years? Yep, about seven years. Okay, about seven six years. years actually. And you were telling me you were stationed. Uh, I was first first duty station was Bahrain, okay, which is a little island in the Middle East for the people that listen that don't know. Uh, sec- second place was Lemoore, which I have a funny story about that. Love, <laughs> yes, I'll go. Where ahead. is that? Lemoore, California. It's about okay. four hours away from here. Oh, okay. I was explaining like France. No, <laughs> I wish. I wish Lemoore is uh, only thing is there is a bunch of cow doo doo. Okay. Every morning I would. So where's the water? There's no water. <laughs> then why it, were you there? It, it's an air station. It's a naval okay. air station. Oh, Lemoore, okay. NAS. Okay. And I thought you were a patrol boatman though. Okay. So in Bahrain I was. Okay. But when they gave me the orders for Lemoore, I was like, I didn't want near the water. I was like, am I going on a boat? Am I going on a deployment? They're like, nope, you're good. Lemoore's an air station. I got there December, I think it was uh, November like 29th. December 5th. They're like, all right, guys, pack it up. We got a sea bag inspection on Monday. We're going on deployment January fifth. And I was like, "Wait, what? Oh, deployment? What are you? What are you talking about?" And they're like, "Yeah, we're going on the Carl Vinson, a big aircraft carrier." So, 
Detailer lied to me. I go on this extravagant <laughs> deployment. It was, you know, it was like a cruise. Women everywhere, caviar. I'm, I'm lying. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, if, if you type in Naval Air Station Lamore, it'll, like, just search it in the, okay. It's, Don't tell Mikey how to do his job. Okay, sorry. sorry. <laughs> He's like, shut up. Yeah. You already Naval put, Air Station. You already put yep. down his Dell. There it is. And basically out in the middle of nowhere, if you turn on the train, the satellite, you'll see a bunch of farming and cows. Bottom left. Again. I'm, I'm sorry. Again. No, right here. Okay. There you go. <laughs> bunch of cows and farms. Yeah. yeah. Every single morning I'd roll my uh, window down just to smell shit. <laughs> it was nice. All right. Yep. So you're there. I'm there. And then you go to, weren't you in San Diego? Yep. For a little bit? Okay. Uh, I was never stationed in San Diego, but I was attached to the Carl Vinson. Okay. And it was out of San Diego. So... We took some big fancy planes over to San Diego. We packed up January 5th. We sailed off. And that's when I made my. All right, guys. Support for Pardon Me podcast comes from Manscaped. All right, guys. You guys already, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you know what Manscaped is about. If you don't, it's very self-explanatory. Manscaped is a one-stop shop for men's grooming products. You got your your ball trimmers. So this is the lawnmower. There it is right there, the lawnmower 3.0. This thing has ceramic blades. It's guaranteed not to nick your balls. I guess we've, or not I guess, I know, we've all been in a spot where we've been trimming up, cleaning up for that special night, for that special somebody, just to open yourself up in the shower and bleed all over the place. It grabs you, it pulls the hair out. You don't want that. This thing is guaranteed not to do that, guys. I've been testing this thing out, and uh, I can safely say that this thing works, all right, guys? And they have everything. They've got nose hair trimmers. They've got nail clippers. They've got ball wipes. They've got uh, deodorant sprays for your nuts. All things undercarriage for men. And a, um, I'm not going to throw anyone under the bus, but I definitely know some ladies that use the Manscaped products as well from their mans. All right, guys, if you guys want to grab some of your own this holiday season, use code Pardon Me for 20% off. All right, guys, code, pardon me, 20% off at manscaped.com. Keep those nuts happy. Keep your ladies happy. And um, yeah, send me send me DMs. Let me see what you're working with. All right, guys, support for the podcast is brought to you by Loco Coffee. These guys bring you cold brew coffee mixed with additives, two simple ingredients. You got your cold brew coffee, and then in the what color is this? This is green. I'm a little colorblind. In the green can, they have maple water. In the blue can, they have coconut water. All right. So they mix the the cold brew coffee with that two ingredients. That's it. Gives you over 200 milligrams of caffeine in a bottle. Gives you natural electrolytes and energy, um, antioxidants as well from that. No sugar. If you guys want to check them out, use code Pardon Me for 20% off. And their website is Drink Loco Coffee. Dot com. All right. Check them out. Good guys, uh, small company, and uh, they support us. So we're going to support them. And I hope you guys do too. Check them out one more time. That is drinklococoffee.com. Use code pardon me for 20% off. Check them out. One of my first videos that kicked, really kicked off my YouTube channel. Okay. I had two on there previously, but it was just kind of like us goofing around. And on this deployment, they wanted me to get my aircraft, you know, my service warfare, my air warfare, my inf- information dominance warfare, all my all my fancy pins. But instead of doing that, I was like, nah, this this don't really a lot of people are gonna hate that I say this, but I was like, nah, this this doesn't really 
benefit me in the long term and this doesn't really um, make more money. So I'm just going to do something that I love doing instead. I'm going to make a video. And I made uh, a YouTube video. It took me seven months to make it, uh, to make that you know, 10-minute video or whatever. Uh, if you go to my YouTube channel and, and scroll all the way down to, all the way down. This is like one of the, one of the first videos I made. It's called Day in the Life. Uh, there you go. Oh, yeah. I've been oh, it's, it's a half a million now. The last time I checked, it was like 200K. Is that good? I don't know. That's that's okay. <laughs> you know? Life, Five million views on that video. Is that good? <laughs> I don't know. I, I shoot for a you know, million. I think lots of people wonder. And this is, like, keep in mind. This is your first video. One of one of my first videos. It was really I was really aiming for the cinematic stuff. Yeah. Kind of using what I had learned. And I was just kind of telling my story. Is that you? Yeah. Man, look at fresh me. shave. Yeah. Now the ceilings were low. That's why they hated you. You were a good looking son of a bitch. I had a guy <laughs> named Calamano. Looks these like the the knee knockers were they were so small. And yeah. I would bang my head like twice a day. Yeah. And uh, just kind of telling like me telling, telling stuff. A lot okay. of those shots I got from the media team. I used to sneak down in the freezer and get cheesecake. It was great. <laughs> Trying to find us. Yeah. But let's not forget about port. Yeah, port. You know, I should have put a scene in here where it kind of just cuts to some rap music and a lot of Guam strippers stripping. <laughs> yeah. Because we went to a few strip clubs in Guam. You would have gotten it pulled from YouTube. <laughs> yeah, probably so, yeah. But this video, it, I posted on there, it hit big. It got me yeah. my first thousand subscribers. You recorded this all on like a, a GoPro? Uh, it was a Canon, okay. similar to what he has. It was a Canon T5i. And a lot of it was recorded on the phone. Yeah. Because um, I didn't have a, a charger for my, my camera. I would just charge it in port and take videos in port. And I posted it, and people loved it. You know, there was a lot, got a lot of comments on it, and and I said, That's well, cool. let's let's do this again. So you did this instead of getting pins, which would have been like little. Those are like, how do you get those? What's that process? It's like a it takes probably two or three months. Yeah. You go through this pamphlet. You learn everything there is to know about the ship for service warfare, and then for aviation warfare, you or air air warfare, you you learn everything there is to know about the specific jets that you use in your squadron or or other types of aircraft. So it's all information-based. Yeah, okay. exactly. And you just learn, you test out, you go to the board, and then you get your pin. That's how you get the big, shiny pins on your, right. on your uniform. Well, I don't have any people say, oh, you didn't get your air... You didn't get your air crew on there. That means you you basically didn't do a deployment. I mean, I was on the deployment seven and a half months. Yeah, got extended twice. Check my video. Yeah, check my video. <laughs> I was busy. I was busy making making videos and not getting making sick content. Yeah, I, I definitely wish I would have uh, gotten those those things though. If I would have pushed it, I could have I could have gotten them. Yeah, but I didn't. And to your point, you said like, what what did they do? For, what would they have done for you besides no, just have a shiny? Nothing. Pin? Yeah, I knew I was going to get out. Yeah. I'm never going to wear my uniform again unless I go in, which I don't plan to. And Next time we do a podcast, I want you to wear it, though. Okay. <laughs> false, false valor. <laughs> um, but yeah. Why is that false valor? You were in. Well, because I'm like, I'm sitting here like, yeah, I'm a U.S. Navy sailor. I mean, and you don't have to say it like that. <laughs> I'm a U.S. Navy sailor. I'll just, yeah. I'll, I'll Howdy, wear, boys. Yeah. Hey, guys. What was your story, before I forget, about uh, Lamore? 
Do you have a story about Lamar? Yeah, that, that was the story. Okay. They, they told me, uh, yeah, you, Lamar's great. You know, you're you're <laughs> you're in dry dock. You're not going to yeah. go anywhere. You're taxed to a squadron. Yeah. I get there four days later. They're like, hey, we're going on deployment. And then, <laughs> so I go on deployment. Four days. It, like, it, was, it was aggressive. Man, they, so, fu- they fucked with you. Yeah, yeah, my first, you know, three years of my naval career was basically saying, hey, you can be a diver. No, you can't. You're you're being a naval law enforcement. You're going overseas in the 130 degree heat in Bahrain, working 12 and a half hour shifts. Which I I love Bahrain. I, I was working the gate first, and the reason that they took me to harbor is because they had caught wind that I was dropped from dive. So they're like, oh, this guy can swim, and his PT's good, and blah blah blah. If you zoom in the top right corner to this the place called Jafar or Jafar. Uh, yeah, Manama. Okay, hold on. Let me right there in the in the yep that little corner. That was our dock. Right there. Yep, that was our dock. That's where we docked our little boats. You can see the you can see the. Um, I see you there. You are. I wish that'd be awesome. <laughs> you can see the little the boats, and if you zoom out a little bit, I'll show you the area that we patrolled. Keep going. Yep. If you bring your mouse around to the right. Yep, keep going around that little land mass. Keep going. And yep, that pier that sticks out, it's, yep, right there. We patrolled that is called uh, KBSP, Khalifa bin Salman Pier. And every day we would do like 40 knots on those boats, just wow, just, just mobbing through the water. <laughs> it was super fun. And we provided waterborne security for all U.S. and coalition vessels attached to the Mina Salman Pier. Damn, okay. That's the job description. Yep, bringing back good old memories. I may start crying. <laughs> <laughs> I've cried on here before. Don't worry. It's okay. Um, let, it, let it go. I'll try to make you cry by the end of this episode. <laughs> and then uh, from there, after I got done with the Carl Vinson, they're like, all right, you're done with deployment. You're going to Tampa Bay to be NCIS at McDill Air Force Base. NCIS, like the show. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And they're like, you're going to be dealing with a lot of crime cases. You're going to be flying all around the world, dealing with different different things. And they're like, okay, we need you in, I think it was Minnesota or it starts with an M, Montana maybe. I, I don't know. They're like, for training, for NCIS training. And my chief at the time that... For NCIS training? Is yeah. this real? Yeah. <laughs> Wait. I, I can't. So, so you're still enlisted at this point? Yeah. Okay. NCIS is it, it's an uh, a job for all branches, okay. even though it's Naval Criminal Investigation Services. Right, all branches. Like I knew some Army guys that were in CIS. They have different jobs, okay. and then the special agents, which are civilians, they get paid the big dollars. Those are the ones that are actually out on the big, big, big cases. Like Ice Cube, one, basically, yeah. <laughs> the, the ones you see on the show NCIS. Yeah, <laughs> and like uh, what's that guy's name? Not. Which? Not Ice Cube, the other one uh, that's Ice married tea? to Coco. Ice Tea. Yeah. Ice Tea, yeah. 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 <laughs> and another drink, another beverage. My, uh, I lost my train of thought. Sorry, I was very it, confused. No, it's, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> NCIS. Uh, NCIS, they, you do, were going a, they to do a lot of things. Somewhere for training. Yeah, I was going to, wish I could, Fort Leonardwood, Missouri. That's okay, it, Missouri. Missouri. Fort, Fort, Fort Lost in the Woods. And. <laughs> My chief was like, no, I'm sorry, we can't do that. We can't pack all of his stuff up and get him out there in a week. And Steve there was like, okay, let's change his orders. You can go to Kings Bay, Georgia. You can go to Bangor, Washington. I said, no, I just want out. I don't want any of those. Get me out. He's like, 
man, you're going to get out just because you don't get the orders you wanted. And I said, I'm, I can't keep doing this. I'm, I'm being torn. You know, I thought I was going to be a diver. Next thing you know, I'm being thrown out to Bahrain. Next thing you know, I'm being thrown out to. So my, at that point I'd made the best of it, but none of nothing was going the way that I wanted. And I'm not the kind of guy to complain like, oh, nothing's going the way. But at this point it was three or four things, you know, just in a row, like bam, bam, bam. I would just rather get out than deal with it again. And he's a, hold on. Gave me a call back five seconds. He said, Seal Beach, California, Harbor Troll. I said, give it to me. Pencil me in. <laughs> and two months later, I was in Seal Beach. It was great. It was awesome. How long were you there? Three years. Okay. I loved it there. Just patrolling. Patrolling, just mobbing. You know, they they saw me rolling, and they were hating, let me tell you. <laughs> we, we, would, uh, we had a few pongas, which are uh, boats that are kind of constructed specifically for people to transport drugs and illegal immigration across the board. We had one pull up right on our shoreline and had 12 people jump out and just, I don't know if they were drug smugglers. I don't know what, what they were doing, but they just kind of jumped out and uh, we called the police and yeah, they're just a little skiff and a lot of people hide drugs under them and, and they're makeshift and they're constructed in a way that you can transport things across the border, like heroin, drugs, cocaine. And that was probably the second most exciting thing. The first thing was we were out in the water. It's a lot of marijuana. I don't really know if I could, Yeah, that is a lot of weed. Is that? Yeah. I'm I mean, telling, that's the headline. Yeah. and Panga um, boats load with marijuana are steady visitors to California beaches. Yep, that's it. And... We had a whole Ponga class. I'm, I'm Ponga certified and everything. Don't mean to brag about that, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Subtle flex. Yeah. And uh, what do you do? Oh, I'm Ponga certified. I'm Ponga certified. Sounds like a porn move or something. Yeah. Um, is that fitness instruction? What is that? <laughs> the first... That like Zumba? The first exciting thing. It kind of does. Yeah. Ponga. Ponga classes. The first exciting thing that happened was we were just on a boat. You know, It was a nighttime. It was probably 9 p.m. I was sitting there with my partner. You know, just kind of providing the waterborne security at Seal Beach. And we didn't have a ship in port. And all of a sudden, they closed down the entire harbor. They're calling emergency services. They're calling the, the Seal Beach PD. They're calling Orange County Sheriff out on the boats. They're shutting down the whole harbor. They're securing the highways. And I was like, fuck, like, what's going on? Is there, like, terrorist attack or something? And when they were... They're constructing a bridge, and they were dredging underwater, and they were dredging, and some guy pulls up an old mine from World War II from on the bulldozer. <laughs> and I looked over there. My chief calls me. He's like, go look at that bulldozer over there. So we're looking, and there's like a, you know, the like in Finding Nemo, the balls, the with, balls a spike with the spike mines oh. on it. That's literally what it was coming from a bulldozer. And I was like, dude, that's awesome. <laughs> and my chief, he was a prior EOD tech. He's like, oh, this is not good. He's like, I'm going to call some of the homies in San Diego. So you see, you know, two or three hours later, you see a van full of like five or six EOD guys mob out. And they're like, I think they went over there. They're like tapping it with a hammer. They're like <laughs> poking it. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's disabled. There's concrete in the middle. They're like, you're good. So they went home <laughs> and they reopened everything. And and that was, yep. the, that was the most exciting thing that, yep, right oh there. Oh, my God. That was the most exciting thing. I don't. I think they were using it. Because back in the day, they didn't properly document everything. I think they were using it as an anchor. Yeah. They were just kind of toss it out. Filled and it with so, cement. Yeah. Just use it as an anchor. And my chief was like freaking out. He's like, oh, this is not good. This is not good. This is not good. 
Um, but yeah, it was it was pretty exciting. What kind of uh, kits like would you guys have to wear on while you guys were patrolling? Like, and did you have guns on the? Yes. On the, I know you would have them on your person probably, uh-huh. but then would you have an actual any type of like fifty caliber machine gun on the boat on the panga? Yes. On the well, they were uh, Harvest <laughs> Greedy boats, so okay, not not so quite guys, pangas, okay, pangas. Panga. But we, we had um M two forty Bravos medium machine guns MMGs uh, with the seven six two rounds. We had we had two hundred rounds on board, and we also had M fours um, with I believe ninety rounds, and we also had two M uh, nine on each person. So. Um, obviously nine millimeters, and that was pretty much it. Nice. And okay. We, we had grenades. So like something like this. I'm just yes. That's exactly it. Grenades. Right there. <laughs> if you go to uh, th- that's that's my dude right there. Right here. No, 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 not that guy right there. I think his name was uh, I think his name was Killam. That's from the Davids website. That's eight zero three, uh, Harvest Greedy Boat. So I was over there. That that was taken in 2018. So right after I left. Kevin Kevin Steinberg, that's uh, who took the photo. But I think that's my dude, uh, Kellum, Brandon Kellum, on the on the front in the bow right there. And yeah, we we had that get up, and that's pretty much what we did. So that was your gig for three years in Seal Beach, two years in two Bahrain, years. three years in Seal Beach. Okay, yeah. And then now that kind of brings us to like pretty much, what did you say, thirty days ago when you were talking about how you just got out, right? Thirty yep. days ago. No. So f- from this job, was there anything else? After this, before, yeah, let me go back and get into the. Yeah, this is a long, interesting Give it episode. To me. I'm Give glad it to y'all me. are here for it. Uh, <laughs> glad so y'all are here. Th- this is this is the this is how I got into the the YouTube and stuff. Right. So I had made a video about deployment. I was like, okay, well, let me just keep making videos about this. And I made videos, sit down videos. I I think I did like 40 videos in 40 days one time about like how to join the military. Should you join the military? Right about right here. Yeah. On that Logan Paul grind basically video every day yeah so the worst i started posting consistently right there two years ago the worst military experience and then how to increase your push-ups and then my job in the navy and then that's when i was competing for a show my first npc show npc classic look at you and then yeah and then classic physique that's uh i was skinny back then i was like 100 and i was like 200 pounds and i just started doing a lot of military stuff because that's what the people wanted that's what the people loved and I kept drumming up ideas, and finally I hit this one video idea where... Cause that lies one is good, too. Look at that three, uh, almost half a mil, three biggest lies that Navy recruiters tell you. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't even notice it has had 450K, but I was brutally honest in that. I had so many recruiters try to yeah. email me like, that's not true. Take this video off. Oh, shit. Okay. But I made a video that hit... Decently big military pay video. Yeah, one and a half mil. It's one point six mil, and then because I was just being brutally honest, I was giving numbers. Not a lot of people like to do that. And then if you scrub a little bit more, keep going, you'll see Miss Bikini Olympia attempts the U.S. Navy physical screening test. Uh, Somewhere where right there, that was one year ago. Four point nine mil. When I posted it, it. Mm. It posted it. It it probably had like a thousand views, two thousand views. Mm -hmm. A week later, I woke up overnight and I saw my subscriber count go up plus like thirty (coughs) k. And this video had trended overnight up to two million views, and I was like, I was freaking out because I saw my analytics go up like a roller coaster. I made it, ma. (laughs) Exactly. I I saw my earnings go from like nineteen dollars a day 
to like $119. I was like, man, this is awesome. But then I was like, still, you know, still can't live on this. It's obviously not providing a, enough revenue. So with a four and a half million views, you only make 119 bucks. Well, that was per day. Per day. But that was when I had no clue about monetization. Mm-hmm. Only thing I was doing was enabling one ad format. And some some guardian angel in the comments <clears throat> said, hey, Austin, my name's like Jake. Guardian Angel 5. Yeah, who, whoever <laughs> it was. He said, you need to enable all ad formats on this video so you can increase the revenue. Uh. And I was like, well, okay. I enabled all of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mid-roll ads, everything was packed in there. So it went from, <clears throat> you know, $119 times that by five, $600, $700. And then mid-roll, that's times times six. So long story short, I, I probably made from the last million from this video, I probably made $8,000 and I had missed all that ad revenue up from the two to three million views. I had missed it because I didn't enable all ad formats. Mm-hmm. So on every other video, I enabled all ad formats, and the earnings, I think, probably went from $120 a day to, if I was, if I had a video that hit big, it would go up to $1,000 a day sometimes. Obviously, it would come back down, but right. I really learned to tweak the ad revenue and, and be properly, earn properly from these videos. You know? Nice. Yeah. And... You know, making that video, I saw a lot of people in the comments are like, wow, I love this, you know, kind of bringing different two two sides of the world together, military versus bodybuilding. <clears throat> and people were just inspired in the comments. They're like, I love this video. This inspired me to go run. And I just got addicted to reading those comments and reading other people's, you know, stories. And I just kept creating. So you were still in when you <clears throat> made, when you started making these videos. You yes. were still in. Well, obviously the one, you, the first one you made, but then you started actually... Um, turning out turning out videos consistently while you were still while you're still in. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And I was I was obsessed with it with rolling out videos. When I got to Seal Beach, I started producing consistently. You know, I think in two years I have 180 videos, which comes out to one video every 3.6 days or something like that. Shit. And I just kept producing. That's insane. When you think about like how long it takes to edit, to it film, takes, to get the people together to do it, to organize the yes. plan. Uh-huh. And it's it's taken a it's taken a long, long time, but it's to me it's worth it. I love you know, it's YouTube is kinda like a business because you're rolling out products and those products are digital products. Every every video is, is like a product, you know, that yeah. that allows you to to keep doing what you're doing. And I made the decision you know, I have a lot of lot of videos on there with the obstacle course that has done really well. So I made the decision this year that I said I'm going to get out of the Navy and pursue YouTube full time. <clears throat> yeah, and that's what I'm doing. That's awesome. Thank you. And it's just like some people would see these and be like, oh, like oh, he's got like a full you know team that does all this, but it's it's just you. You for the longest time it was just you editing, filming. Yes, and then. Uh, the video we shot together, you hired, you know, you you hired some people to help with the actual capture of the mm-hmm. video, but then you are the one behind the scenes doing all the editing, doing all the literally the the actual like yes. blood, sweat, and tears of turning just whatever you get on camera into this product that you would put out. Yes, yeah. and, and see, I learned all those skills that I had taught myself throughout high school and the motion capture and the the current events videos, the editing. I 
I used all those skills to properly create these videos and create the storyline that, that makes sense. Now, I have had an editor. His name's Nick. Yesterday, I called him and I said, hey, Nick, I really love uh, working with you. You're a great editor. He, has, he probably has edited the last, since I've been out of the Navy, he has, he's edited the last four videos. Okay. Um, because I want to focus now on uh, planning and, and actually creating it. And he's he's on the backside editing. <clears throat> and I hired him full-time yesterday. I said, nice. I want to, he, he works, he worked in a factory making dog treats, you know, kind of, <laughs> and uh, he's like, man, he's, I, I talked to him about a month ago. I said, how would you feel about working full-time with me? He's like, man, I would love that. My, my back would, would love it. Cause he's been an overall day, you know? So that was one of the, the, I guess not a Christmas gift I gave to him because we both work well together. I need him and he needs me now. Uh, but if I want to keep rolling videos out properly, I do need an editor, and I'm glad to work with Nick. So the last five or six videos he's – or probably three to five videos he's edited for me. Nice. Yeah. I and wonder, do you have any of those old tapes from uh, from current events still? I do, yes. At Are you going to do a video like house. roll those out? I would, I would love so to. That would be so good. I would love to, yeah. <laughs> well, maybe if I make a separate vlog channel, yeah. I would I would love to do that. So, yeah, uh, yeah they're, they're my mom's house. She still has them. She watches them every Friday. <laughs> All right, family, gather around. We're going to watch uh, current Austin's events Austin. current events. <laughs> yeah. I want to go off topic real quick and say uh, yes. Mike's, Mike's shirt is, I like it a lot. It's the acid wash. Where'd you get that? This one's called. Uh, you got to talk talking to the, the mic. You got to talk to the mic. He hates it when he has it. Why? I'm forcing him. <laughs> yeah. Thank it's you. It's uh, called the original use. Oh. Yeah, let's pull it up on, on here. Let's, yeah. let's check Our, it out. Original use. Is it a sponsor of y'all's? No. Okay. Maybe soon to be. Use. It sounds, <laughs> is that Vietnamese? No. Okay. That's right. Now that's right. Oh, I was just wondering. <laughs> Are you Vietnamese? Yes, I am. See, I didn't know I that. <laughs> it's actually a, a Target brand. Ooh. Whoa. Use. We can't bring up sponsors on here. They don't pay. Shout out. What is this? Young use. Young Loose. This is their shirt? Yeah. Original use. Oh, oh original okay. use. U.S. Like, oh. I use I, I thought it was Y-O-O-S. This. I thought it was like use, like oh, no. use people. Yeah. Y O O U S. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, and okay. then, yeah, that's that's, that's my life story. That's your, and that brings us to here. Yeah. That brings the, us to where uh, we met. Mm-hmm. And then you just recently decided decided to go pursue YouTube full time. So you said you were like thirty days out yep. of the Navy. Yep. Um, have you? What's uh? You obviously have some, we were talking about some plans for your videos and stuff like that, but uh, just hired an editor full-time, mm-hmm. working on all of this. You're building the Battle Bunker, which I think is is a really cool thing. So, Thank you. Uh, what, and I mean, what made you decide to be like, hey, I, I need my own obstacle course. I need my own land. I need my own. I was tired of asking for permission. Yeah. I, I'm a, I'm not a ask for permission guy. I'm just a do it and see if you get caught kind of guy. Okay. So <laughs> with the when I would schedule a big a big uh, guest like the Caitlin Ohashi video or James mm-hmm. Charles, which is one of the biggest influencers in the world, he came to the Marine Ops course and along with Markiplier, which is a really popular gamer, and they just had a had a fun time attending the obstacle course. I had to clear everybody out of there. I had to, you know, make sure nobody was going to be around there. I had backup plans, plan Bs, plan Cs, because I didn't want to mess up that collaboration. You know, where did you do this one? This was at Camp Talega. Okay. And when I got out, I said, you know, the the time has come for me to build my own thing and shoot out there. 
instead of having to go in the Marine Corps base, ask their permission, you know, get right, get everything, all my ducks in a row before each one of these videos. It, it's it was taxing. It took a lot of time. So how hard is that to clear all that? Um, well, it's never really guaranteed because you could yeah. show up and the reservists can be like, "Oh, we're training on this. Sorry, right. go to the next one." And people are asking us like, "Yo." You know, what are y'all filming for? You know, put your cameras up. Can't be filming here, blah, blah, blah. And it's everything about filming on military bases. Obviously, you're bringing other creators out. So um, they're going to be wanting to film. Oh, look at this cool top secret building and post it on right. Instagram. I didn't want any of that to be possible. So that's when I made the decision. I said, the time has come to me for me to build my own obstacle course. I can have whoever I want. I can do whatever I want. We can shoot guns. We can Ooh. do crazy stuff. Yeah. So that's when I... Lease a property. I won't tell the location, but lease a property. Um, kind of in the middle between Malibu and LA. It's kind of. Thought you said you weren't going to tell the location. Well, I'm not. I could tell the address. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we we uh, built an obstacle course called the Battle Bunker. We've shot six episodes so far, but right now we're kind of going into a limbo. We're messing with the YouTube uh, strategy and uh, the structure of the videos to kind of let them reach a, a wider audience. I, I will tell you that. Um, hopefully. I've reached out to Mia Khalifa, which is, I'm not really uh, sure who she Born is. Star? Uh, I don't know, is she? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, I, re- I don't really know who she I, is. I reached out to her. We're hopefully doing a, a charity event with her. We're going to um, run the obstacle course. So oh, shit. I haven't brought any collaboration to the Battle Bunker. Mm-hmm. That's, um, well, I haven't brought a lot of collaboration to the Battle Bunker yet. I want to start, I want to start bringing it in some more. Yeah. Which is a, a reason I asked you and, um, some other people, Kelly and stuff like that. So yeah, that'd be that'd be cool. How did? What's the the connection between you? Just a fan, big fan, or of of Mia? Yeah. Oh well, she's a high school friend of mine. Okay. She, she came to high school for okay. two years, and then she bounced up to New Orleans. Nice. Is that the? She's the. I'm asking him because he wouldn't know. Uh, the the foreign master. <laughs> <laughs> the foreign master. Uh, is she the one? She's the Middle Eastern one. Yes. Okay. And she's, that was like she got famous because she was Middle Eastern and was doing porn, right? Um. I, yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mike's and, like, uh huh. Yep. It happened <laughs> in 2016, and she shot her first video December in March 16. of 2017, yeah. and then she broadcasted live in 2018. Yeah, yeah. She was born in Louisiana. Ask me anything. <laughs> okay, but, so uh, you went to school with her, and and I, that's the connection. Yep. Okay. High school. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yep. And uh, we've given away a few few prizes on the battle bunker, um, but obviously we need to. Bump the views up a little bit in order to keep doing that. What's some? What are some of the the obstacles you guys are going to put in? Are you going to implement there? Because I know you said you're going to add more stuff in there. Because right For now sure. you have a cargo net, you have the log, right, or this thing, the um, A-frame. Yeah, there's ten obstacles. Two of them, which were kind of you had to use your mind a little. You have to unlock locks. But I want to I want to do away with all of that. So I want to kind of branch over towards the survivor-ish challenges, but having it more physical. so Like the show Survivor. Exactly, okay. yeah. We have a hill that you have to carry 75-pound weight bags over behind me, in between my legs right there. You have the cargo net. You have to climb it, and then you have an A-frame, which is being knocked over by the wind right now because the wind out there is like tornado-ish. <laughs> yeah. really is bad. And then you have a rope swing slash climb, and then you have a sandbag maneuver with a wall. You have to jump over, and then you have a big trench. Uh, that's about six foot. I need to grade it, or else somebody's gonna get buried alive in there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just dug it uh, with a bulldozer one day, 
and they run through that trench and it's really steep. They have to fight their way out of it with a 75 pound sandbag and then run to the end, unlock some lockers, open the, grab a sledgehammer and then bash a, uh, a thing at the end. But yeah, I did a lot of work out there. I spent, you know, a lot of veterans, they, they either go crazy when they get out or they do something that's like they've been wanting to do their entire life, like explore the world, buy an RV and travel. I think for me, I just kind of wanted to get back into my own groove, freedom, and I used I used this obs course uh, positively on my mentality, you know, to just go out there, be by myself, and build and create something. So that's that's that was kind of my escape from reality, real quick. Yeah, have that purpose, <clears throat> yeah. right? Because mm-hmm. you go through from. I mean, you went right out of high school, or almost, almost. almost you, were, yeah. you were in college, but you went from one system to another, telling you what to do, yes. having to be somewhere at a certain time, always having that accountability. Mm-hmm. And then this was the first time that you didn't, right? Now, mm-hmm. pretty much. So now, but a lot of people get lost with that, right? They're like, oh, what do I do? You know, I've, yeah. I've had this my whole life. Mm-hmm. I have no structure now. I don't know what to do. So it's cool that you found this and you found something you're passionate about through that the you know the military you started doing when you were in the navy or before that when you're doing the the current events yeah back to current events yeah <laughs> we should and bring a segment back with uh with you like just going over current events yeah i would love that <laughs> like uh, make it old school like da 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 and then like <laughs> do some pull some of that old footage that mm-hmm. you did from the mrs whatever what's her, what was her name the, um, the hot teacher miss lancaster miss lancaster's Ooh, current yeah. events and then you pull some of that that B-roll footage from there, mm-hmm. and then you do you like just you ranting about some current event topic. Like that'd be great. How they're trying to cancel Baby Yoda or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck is happening. You know, I have a, a little talk show with with Sarah. Okay, it's yeah. It's called the Hot Mike Show. We do really like I let her take the reins, so we do couple stuff. We made some cookies the other day. I gotta stop doing that, but making yeah. cookies. We uh, yeah. It, well, if you go back to my Instagram and click the the bio link, keep going down. Oh, right, right there. Yep, that's it right there. <laughs> he was doing that on purpose. And then, <laughs> and then you scroll down, keep going, second channel. That's that's the kind of stuff we okay. do. Like whisper challenges, boyfriend versus girlfriend, cookie, Q&As. You nice. know, she, she really likes... What does she do? She is a trauma nurse right now. Okay, that's right. You told me she that. is. She's in college to become a PNP psychiatric nurse practitioner. She's got about a year and a half left. Okay. And then I guess I'm gonna have to marry her after that. I'm trying. I've been trying to put it off as long as I can. <laughs> so, I guess. Yeah, I guess you're gonna have to. Yeah, she's gonna force me to. Unless she's got another schooling to go through, or another man. Oh yeah. 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 That'll be fine with me. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'd be pissed. I'd be like, what? Oh man. Yeah. So eventually, so you showed that marine recruiter. You got the ladies eventually. Maybe he's seen me. Maybe he's like, hey, that fucker's a guy I talked to. Yeah. You know. I so, told him he'd never get the ladies unless he joined the Marines. Mm-hmm. That's so funny because you talk to any Marine and they're like, Marine's the only way to go. Yeah. Marine. But, I mean, they have the – would you say that the general Marine that just goes through Marine Basic comes out their product of just like a, a general – what would you call it, Infantry Marine or what do they call them? I, I would say infantry. Every Marine is, is trained in basic hand-to-hand combat as well right. as weapons training. But their their basic product that they put out is is higher tier than any other branch. Would you is that fair to say? I or would no? say, okay. yeah. In my experience, and I've experienced a 
well, I've met a lot of what I won't say experience, but I've, <laughs> I've met a lot of them. The camaraderie in the Marine Sexually. Corps, the camaraderie in the Marine Corps is is like no other. Right. When I ask a question from them, they give me a response, or they say, you know, if I'm like, hey, do you know any uh, infantrymen? I'm like, okay, give me five minutes. I'll come back. I'll hit you back with a response. They, you know, they're writing down a list. They're just organized people. They're very, yeah, humble. Uh, in my experience in the Navy, you know, Air Force people, even some Army, they're, it's not like that. And I'm not, it's not like I have a thing for Marines or anything like that. I'm just, I'm just being honest. Yeah. I think they're good people. Yeah. I've met a lot of great people. I met a lot of great Marines too. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, if you tell, talk about any other brands, they're like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I had one guy come up to me. He's like, hey, uh, my name's Ron. I was in the Marine Corps six years. What's your name? I was Austin. I was in the net. He's like, uh, Never mind. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Pond nah, scum. I, I love the uh they're they're so uh they're always ready to work out. I'm like, hey, you know, you wanna go work out? Oh sure, meet me in the gym in five minutes. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So, some people in the Navy are like that. I like, had a good friend Brad that was always uh, down to work out. And uh it's always good to have a reliable workout partner. Yeah. In my experience, you know, seventy percent of people they don't show up or they don't they just don't you know that was crazy too on the video that we shot we were expecting like two other people and they just prime example bailed prime example like, no show no call yep and it's just like what the like how do you i feel like life is too, me out. <laughs> too challenging there's too many obstacles for you to do that shit and be successful what like, do you i don't mean? know how anybody does that like the, the video just bails oh and, yeah see I, know, I don't know like and, like no call no show say you're gonna do something you don't show up like how does somebody like that go through life no clue they just i would much rather people tell me yeah this isn't a priority of mine right now i can't do it right i, I would much rather those two people say fuck you these videos are stupid i'm not i would much rather do that than not show up yeah and it <laughs> it, it makes me. I'm talking with my coffee right now, in case people are watching. But you didn't open the second one yet. I know. I got. I'm gonna okay. shotgun that one. Okay. Um. Afterwards, but yeah, just uh, re reliable people. They're hard to find nowadays. And yeah. when you when you find one, you stick with them. Hold them close. Cradle yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> Cradle. I saw you. Reliable. Guys, yeah, you guys were kissing. I came in here. You're like, oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> I was just saying good morning to Mike. Yeah. That's how they say it in Vietnam. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They I say it was chow. They say hello and goodbye with their tongues. Is it chow is hello in, in Vietnamese, right? And it's goodbye, right? Can you say it? Chow. Oh, you don't put a. Is that the the way they say it? Chow? Is that proper? Well, it depends on what province you're from or area you're from. North, south, or north. North. North is how I say it. What about south? Chow. I can't do it. I don't have a southern accent. Oh. <laughs> so it's like that in Vietnam? It's too? like a straight... It's like an Alabama accent. It's like oh. a, Yeah, like when... You know how you say mom and then you say pa in south? Yeah. It's the same pa. thing. So uh. like dad would be bo, which is like the proper one. Yeah. And then for the south, it would be ba. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> B-O. That's crazy. And then yeah. B-A. Ba. Yeah. Like pa, pa. or... Day yeah, or like pop, pa or pop. pop. Yeah, mm. it's the same thing. It's like I'm, super southern. I'm gonna call you Ba now. Papa, Papa, Poppy. I see you ba. have. I see you have atomic habits over there. I do. So uh, I actually James uh, sent us that, and uh, we were gonna try to. Ha we're tr still trying to have him on whenever he's in town. But Dude, we that's do, awesome. We do. Um, all of ours have been in person. So, and I kind of like that format. Just Agreed. getting to talk 
straight across with somebody. Agreed. I've done some, not my own, but done others where they've been um, over the phone. Zoom, yeah. Uh, yeah, Zoom or just straight audio. And unless I know the person previous, it's it's kind of hard to like develop that yep. energy and, and get that. But in person will is going to make your podcast stand out so much more. Right. Because there are 100,000 other podcasts out there that do Zoom. You know, and the quality is not there. Plus, you can't get that real human-to-human interaction. Yeah. I feel like it's cheating, but what? Oh, yeah, <laughs> to do is, Zoom, I think so too. Because it's yeah. like you—you you don't have to be there. You don't have to like put the time in, the effort, the like mm-hmm. connection. All you have to do is like, hey, yeah. And it's like, fuck, it's not as rewarding. I feel like agreed. And I have this this funny story about. Uh, I try to hop on podcasts. I I love talking on podcasts, but. If people email me and they reach back out, I'm like, okay, tell me a little about a little bit about yourself and what we're going we're to be talking about on your podcast. Well, this guy sends me this professional presentation. Hey, my name's you know so and so. I'd like to have you on my podcast. Blah, blah blah. And when I got on the podcast, the video with him, this guy, he looked really young. I was like, how old are you? He's like, oh, I'm 13. Oh, and this guy was 13, and it was it was super. I commend the guy for you know giving his best shot and, yeah. and trying, but. He did. It was like he was so nervous he yeah. couldn't speak, you know. And I was like, it, "It's all right, you know. Just it's just like we're talking, like we're buddies, you know." Yeah. And I don't know if his dad set it up or, but he was a thirteen-year-old, you know, just asking me questions, and it got to the point where he wasn't saying anything, and I was <laughs> like, "Okay." I was like, "Well, very nice to speak to you. Yeah, appreciate it, you know." Yeah. Damn, that's yeah. crazy. I was so, like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. So now I, I'm. That's when I started. You know, asking people like, "Hey, tell me, you know, Vetting how old are exactly? Yeah. yeah, yeah. How first, first barrier for entry? How old, how are, old you? are you? <laughs> What's your cutoff? Um, uh, I don't have a cutoff, okay. but I feel like I would need to speak to the person first okay. to make sure that they, um, can communicate well, articulate you know? enough. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And I'm not saying, oh, I'm the busiest man in the world. My time is valuable. I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, I wish he would have, um would have been able to uh, speak (laughs) (laughs) which is important in a a podcast yeah Yeah. i mean yeah kind of but if the guy's eight yeah you know if it's a nine-year-old dude yeah or whatever i'm cool let's let's talk you know if you're if you're a good communicator and good talker let's do it yeah let's do a tiktok if you're eight or nine yeah (laughs) (laughs) i hit the quan haven't quite got (laughs) haven't quite got into the tiktok uh game oh man yeah what do you have any uh did you bring up that just because you saw it, or do you have any... Um... Yeah, I finished the book finished last it. week. Okay. I think it's uh, oh, an incredible book. Yeah. It's a lot of everything that he's saying, it, it makes complete sense. And I actually started waking and sleeping my computer at at, uh, at times. You know, my computer wakes at 8 a.m. now. So I wake up at 5.30, I'll get my workout in, I do everything. Nice. Um, eat. And then my computer wakes up at eight, so I know that's when I have access to it to go ahead and, and check email or edit a video or edit the Trello board or, or whatever. When does it go off? Nine. Because I think that's one of the biggest things that people, any person that's in the entrepreneurial or work for themselves or whatever mm-hmm. world, whatever you want to call it, they like struggle with, or I find myself and other people that I know struggling with is like working too much, right? Because yep. there's no designated, hey, I'm going in, I'm driving to the office, punching the clock when I leave, fuck that. I don't want to talk about it, deal with it. I'm going to go off and do my thing. Mm-hmm. But like when you do something like what you do, like you're so involved in it, you're so intertwined in it, you could easily work from 
6 a.m. straight through till like one every day and just kill yourself. Yeah. And so finding that, like, like we were talking earlier, the balance of like, and I like that making your computer wake and like shut it down at a certain time and making yourself be accountable to those. And it's not like you can, yeah. I'm opening, opening this second, other one. Yeah. Second loco. Um, it's not like you can just be like, oh, I'm going to wake up later because I can get on the computer whenever. Or, oh, I'm going to, you know, just work later. You're giving yourself boundaries, which is, is pretty cool. Yeah, push that to the side. I <laughs> just toss it. <laughs> just toss it and break it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's something I, I do struggle with. I need to structure the, the middle of my day a lot better. I'm just getting used to it. Obviously, I'm just starting out. Well, not starting on the entrepreneurial journey. I'm starting out scheduling myself. I could always improve, but my computer sleeps at 9. I sleep at 9.30 or, or 10-ish. Um, and yeah, I agree with you. I need, it, it's important. Like if, if I was editing a video, it's important to get up, stretch and give yourself kind of like a, a restart, a mental restart. Yeah. Um, and that's, I use the morning time to go to the gym because I know I can't have an excuse to skip it later in the day because if I'm working on something there's, and I'm have a video that's supposed to be rolled out on Thursday and it's Wednesday, there's no way I'm getting up from that computer right and i need to i need to work on that yeah i think i heard it best said and it really resonated as is like that and kind of pushes me to try to like switch my schedule up because i've usually been somebody i mean in in competing in crossfit or being an athlete like Mm -hmm. you kind of you can train early in the morning and you should but there's also like you got to be putting in work throughout the day so getting used to um being able to perform at different parts of the day but now i'm just like hey i want to be able to get some good work in right when I wake up. I want to be able to like start my day that way. And like you said, some days I'm going to be like this, excuse me, this, um, what I'm doing, oh, there's always something that's going to come up. So in the morning, it's harder for, for that time to get taken. So like that time is yours from 5.30 to 6.30 or 7, whenever. Yeah. It's really hard for somebody to wake up at that time and like steal that time from you. Agreed. Whereas if you are, you know, oh, I'm going to work out at 4.30, Oh, that time is super easy for, you know, life, work, significant others, whatever, mm-hmm. everything that's happening to get taken from you and you just not be able to do that. Yeah. And so I like that. And I think, well, I was seeing somewhere, but they were looking at like the top CEOs. They interviewed like X amount of CEOs. And this sounds like a bullshit stat because I have zero <laughs> specifics for it. But they interviewed, Analytics. yeah, they interviewed uh, a certain amount of CEOs and the, the most, the biggest common denominator they found from the most successful people in the world is waking up early. Mm-hmm. Now, what they did with that time when they woke up early was different, but they all woke up early, early. And so like some people think like, I think right now waking up at, at 7 a.m. is early for me. And like you, you're a 5.30 guy. And then there's those people that wake up at fucking four. Like you Jocko. see Jocko yeah. at fucking four. I'm like, Jocko, maybe that's a little excessive, but if it's working for you, <laughs> yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. Keep pounding those Jocko drinks. Yeah. 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 Um, I actually went to, uh, this isn't a, a promo for Jocko Fuel or anything, but I, I went to this w- girl's house. I won't mention her name. Um, she is heavily Khalifa? Spo- n- no, I wish. <laughs> She's heavily sponsored by a company. Okay. And when I went Coke over Cliff. there, no. It's okay. things probably a little bigger than Coke Lift. Okay. Red Bull. Little, You're not going to say. A little bit less than. Okay. Keep going. Sorry. And I went over there. Well, I'll mention it. Cellucor. I, I don't. Oh think, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to mention the athlete, but okay. went over there and all she was drinking was Jocko Fuel. I'm like, does your sponsors? Do your sponsors know you're you're doing yeah. this? And she's like, you know, of course. But 
Um, I just thought it was funny that all she was drinking was was Jocko fuel. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So just throwing her under the bus like that. <laughs> she finds out later Basically. that her Cellucor <laughs> contract is it's, been, has ended. Yeah, yeah, it's been terminated. Yeah. <laughs> this right here, this this video, military mukbang. I was sick for a week. It was that was terrible. We really tried oh. to eat a thousand chicken nuggets, which was mukbang is insane. where they like eat it on. Yeah, on camera, and you get but a little... But on, like, the, the sensitive mics, right? No, that's ASMR. Oh, okay. It's like... What's yeah. mukbang, then? You just eat? Mukbang is shoving a bunch of food in your mouth. Okay. It's kind of like gangbang, gang except bang le- for your mouth. Le- less penis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> More food, less penis. Yeah. Oh, man. This yeah. is awesome. Well, um, we got uh, Deep End Fitness, hopefully a little bit later. Go play around in the mm-hmm. pool. We'll splash around in the Deep I'm End. I'm excited to, to do that. Um, And then... Videos coming out. Do you know when that is? I'm not sure. It's going into a review process. Oh, okay. Um, which has never been done before. Which is so your editor is reviewing and stuff, or the editor will, will be teaming up with uh, these people that manage me called Night Media. Okay. They also uh, manage Mr. Beast and ZHC and Preston, a lot of other YouTubers. Uh, and I like the strategies, and I'm trying to learn it. Obviously, the, this, the past five videos, you know, one has done okay, 171k. In but, one week, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I would, I would like, you know, in order to keep fueling this YouTube channel, the views need to be over half a million. But I, I feel like too, like you have, you have the views here, you know, and it's it's obviously hit or miss. But I feel like you go to any YouTube channel, and you're gonna see that. You're gonna see some perform very well. You're gonna see some perform not as well, right? Well, okay. For example, go to, go to Mr. Beast's channel. This this guy he does it well. He does it very very well. Look, look at his. If you click on his profile right here, yeah, yeah, fifty and million subscribers. Look, go to is that video, good? Go to videos. He makes over over a million a month easily. Yeah. Look at his last previous videos. They are they are all over twenty million. Most yeah, but look at look at the discrepancy. You have a three, ten. You've got a ten million discrepancy between videos, right? Uh huh. Somewhere. Hit or miss. Yeah. So you're well within 10 million discrepancy. <laughs> well, I am, but I, I want the discrepancy to be 20 million. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, um, for but sure. If you go to like, it, this is all in his strategy. Okay. Title, thumbnail, audience retention. If you go to PewDiePie. Oh gosh, he let's ha- do it. He has 110 <laughs> million. Yeah, he, he's, a, he's a good YouTuber. He does daily uploads, but he has 108 million subscribers, yep. but he will post wow. a video. And they will only do 1.2, 2. 2.3, uh, 1.9. Yeah. You know, so it's all in the video strategy. He right. drops he drops daily videos. He probably does, I don't know. Th- Is he still doing well? Because I remember I yeah. I found out about him and then he had uh, he had uh, called someone an N-word while he was playing, <laughs> while he was he, playing he, a game and everyone was real mad. <laughs> he does a lot of uh, controversial things. Yeah. But yeah, he's, I mean, he's... you. One of YouTube's biggest creators. Still biggest, yeah. He makes them millions and millions of dollars per year. Yeah. And yeah, so they're they're gonna keep letting him upload. YouTube is like one of those things, if you get the strategy down, then it's easy yeah. to become a millionaire. Yeah. You know. E- you say easy, but it's like, no, you're working you're working well, your ass off. It is for a it, lot of work. But yeah. you know, you can do it. Yes. That's a way. There's yes. a way. Yes. And it's it's kind of a nice it's a cool platform because there's no ceiling. So in a lot of jobs, Agreed. it's like you can only make X amount of dollars. No matter Agreed. how you work, you work your whole life, you're only going to ever make this much money. Whereas this is a platform and like the internet has given us platforms that there's no limit. There's no ceiling Agreed. to what you can make. Yeah. And then yeah. especially marketing your own products and stuff like that, yeah. you know, like 
Uh, an, another reason I got out of the military is because it doesn't matter how hard I work, how many hours put in. If I'm, let's say, I want to save up and buy a nice ring for my future wife, the revenue is not going to increase that drastically. It's not. You can put in a hundred thousand hours in a year. You're not going to get paid overtime. You're not going to for military. It, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But in with YouTube, you're going to have good months and bad months. Good month maybe thirty thousand dollars. You know that's the same as six months in the Navy. You know, and like you said, there's no ceiling. So the harder you work, the more you can advance. And if you want, if you work hard and you get the strategy and structure down, and you keep applying yourself. You can have your whole life changed in three months, Sim- similar to like mine was with that first viral video, you know? It's cool because the answers, I feel like the coolest piece is like the, an- like you have the all of the ingredients, mm-hmm. right? So there's this, this goal and we'll kind of close it out by talking about what those goals are and kind of like, I want to know like, hey, where do you see this going? What do you want? Mm-hmm. And then we'll, we'll manifest it and then we'll do it and I'll be right there on just like on the tailcoats, just bouncing like this uh-huh. with you. Okay, come on, let's do it. <laughs> um, and then, uh, but I was gonna say, you have all the ingredients, right? You mm-hmm. have you have everything that it takes to put out videos and to be somebody that earns over a million dollars. What are what are these guys making a mil a month? Like somebody like like Mister Beast? A bit, it does he does over that, and and yeah. it's not all about revenue. It's not. Because hey, I want to be rich. Mm-hmm. Look, look what he does on his channel. He rents out entire dog shelters and and gets all these dogs adopted. You know, he gives homeless people a hundred thousand dollars. He changes people's lives. Like right, I Ubered people and he gave some guy a Lamborghini. You know, it's the bigger you grow, the more you're able to give, and that's a goal that I have on my channel. That's cool. Um, but you have all those ingredients to be somebody like that, like that, and be that mm-hmm. successful. And it's just about like, okay, how do I use these ingredients that I have? to do that because I have them all. They're here. The answer is right here. Yeah. And you're just like, okay, now it's up to me and my team and who I trust and, you know, the people that are, you know, that are helping me. How do we take it and turn it into that? And, but but it's all there. Like, yes, all the answers are there. It's not like you're missing pieces to the puzzle, you know? Um, but yeah, going on that, you said a little bit about, you know, that was one of the goals for your channel to to do cool stuff like that and help people. Um is there anything outside of of like obviously building up the YouTube channel, building up the videos, the subscribers, the views to be able to do cool stuff like that and help people? Um, is there anything outside of YouTube that you're that you want to do with like the Battle Bunker or or anything like that? Yes, right I now? would. I would absolutely love. I, I love obviously like creating the current events videos. I loved watching people see the video that we created. I love seeing them laugh. I love seeing them. Um, you know, if they're watching a sad news segment, I love seeing the emotion in them and knowing that I conveyed that to them through a video. So I would absolutely love to host my own show either on a bigger platform, whoever picks it up, Netflix, Vet TV, Spike TV, whoever. I would love to have a show called The Battle Bunker. I want to um, highlight veterans in there, people that serve the country, uh, athletes, anybody who has the drive, I, I want to highlight them to make um, the environment in America more fit. Like Stone Cold Steve Austin's show, Broken Skull Ranch, love the show. Titan Games, love the show. Um, I, I like you know, inspiring people through fitness. I think it makes people healthy. It makes people happier. Nice. That's, that's awesome. What I, that's what I want to do. Thank you. Yeah. 
Well, it's been cool to uh, get to meet you, having seen one of those videos not too long ago, just by happenstance, you know, mm -hmm. wandering across it. And then you kind of reach, you know, you reaching out to do a video. I was like, oh shit, that's, that's awesome. That's cool meeting you. Um, you know, cause with all this stuff, people have their own assumptions about, about people, you know, who they are, characters and stuff. Yeah. And then I, I'm happy to say that yours were all, all my prejudgments on you were spot on. Thank you. Um, and, uh, you know, I didn't like you at first when I saw the video, I still don't like you. Yeah. And yeah, a lot uh, of people do. This, this just <laughs> reinforces that, but no, no, no. I was going to ask what your first impression of me was. Uh, first impression, I was like, I was like, which, what was the video? The video was... Be, be honest, too. I'm, I uh, can take it. Okay, okay, okay. I was going to lie and, hurt, and not hurt your feelings, but um, <laughs> slow down, the, Mikey. It was the video... Uh, what you should know, Naval Special Warfare. Keep, keep going down. Yeah, maybe that one. Keep going down. It was like a big pull-up rig. Yeah, right here. Yep, that's it. Screening test. Naval Special so, Warfare. So... You want to... Um, that's first, chief, EOD. And then go back, uh, Mikey. The... Um, I feel like I saw another one with you because my wife also like found this channel too and, and sent me some of your videos. Um, and so based off of that video, I was like, oh, this guy's cool. He's like helping this guy out. He's giving him insights and tips into, you know, from his experience, what, what he wants to do. But I was like, all right, who is this guy? What I really didn't like have any judgments on like, you being bad or negative as a person, but I was mm -hmm. like, oh, let me know more about this guy. Like, what's he about? Um, I kind of assumed from this first one that you were a SEAL, right? Most people probably might just based off of you helping this guy through a uh -huh. uh, special warfare screening test or helping him train for it. Um, and then you kind of click on these other ones. I'm like, oh, this guy's just a sailor. Um, yeah. Why isn't this guy a SEAL? Like this guy's doing all this stuff and um, trying to be this military, be this like military badass, but he's really only been a, a sailor uh, or a, uh, a, a crewman or whatever, you know, yeah. a sailor. He wasn't special forces, which mm -hmm. I think is like, or special operations, which I think is like the sexiest thing on in military right now is like Navy SEAL, right? Yep. And so, um, and then, but you find out more and you learn more about what these people, what people do, like, there's so much that goes into every part about being in Army, Navy, Marine, um, and these just because somebody isn't a SEAL or isn't an operator or special forces or isn't um, the highest tier of operations mm -hmm. doesn't mean they're, they didn't irrelevant. do shit or they're relevant yeah. or they didn't have to go through a ton of hard shit and endure and weren't serving the country to a capacity that, you know, they're only a very small percentage of, of our population can say they have. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think for me, it was like, okay, this guy isn't a SEAL. He's not trying to be this like badass. He's actually telling his story and he's very honest about, hey, I, I'm just a sailor, which I, I thought was cool that you weren't trying to be, because at first I was like, oh, you know, kind of got the impression based off of whatever. And it could have been my Video own topics. Video topics yeah. that, oh, this guy's a SEAL. And then I was like, oh, this guy's not, you know. And, but then I was like, oh, wait, this guy's cool because he's telling his story, what he's been through. Um, you know, he he's helping other people that want to go maybe that course that he wasn't able to go mm -hmm. through SEALs or, or through this or through that. And he's um, being very honest and open about everything he went through, you know, and then all of this other stuff. And it seems like he's genuinely a good guy that just, just cares about about you know people and getting information out you know helping people and and kind of that's like where my 
my my process of seeing your channel, seeing your first video, figuring out who you were, and then happening on more and more videos that you've done. So it was cool. Well, I appreciate that. I I'm when I started making the you know blah 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 attempts U.S. Navy SEAL blah blah blah. Yeah. I say it like if you go back to the video with the pull ups, I say it in every single video. I'm like, hey guys, just so you know, I'm not a Navy SEAL. Right. Blah blah blah. It, uh, click on. Yeah, it, I think um, right in right in the intro. To fast forward about uh, one minute. Be considering the physical screen test. Or uh, two minutes maybe. Right there. Four S O, which is yeah. SEAL operator. So he's just kind of uh, the first. Go back about twenty seconds. Special. So we're here at the Joint. Yeah, I remember this. Base in Los Alamitos, California. It's, that video's not we're bogus. I feel bad. Screening test, which is um, that is one of the first things I noticed. It's like this idiot doesn't even know how to focus <laughs> yeah. the camera. <laughs> yeah, but I thought that was cool too because it was like, okay, this guy's legit. You know, he's not just uh, a YouTuber. He's not just like uh, an internet personality that's mm -hmm. like getting content. This is like his. You know, he has experience here. He's in. He was in the Navy. He's. He is. It's a little bit more relatable, realistic of than seeing like a full produce. Like if this was to be like this was the first video I saw and it was just like boom, 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 like very, very produced. Everything was sharp. Everything was like spot on. I'd be like, uh, this feels kind of like gimmicky, you know. Yeah. But because sure. there is a like raw element to this, it did make me identify more with you being an actual person, you know, person and yeah. being like uh, somebody that that has been in service and been in the Navy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, people started searching it that Austin Alexander Navy's like, I mentioned the fr okay. first of this podcast, like as Austin Alexander Navy Hi. SEAL. So I started every, exactly every video that I made. I'm like, just so you guys know, I'm not a Navy SEAL. I'm not a special operator or anything. I'm like, blah, blah, blah. But I do know the requirements of physical screening tests. Yeah. Um, cause people are ruthless in this comments. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is okay. You know, if, uh, see the, the second one, I like how you said I didn't pass show some character and integrity. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's is that you? That's my name. That's is his it? name, Michael Naguyan. Naguyan is pronounced Naguyan. <laughs> when you know, interesting thing. Um, you know, one time in in Vietnam, um, the king said, "If your <laughs> name is not uh, this, you, you have." So everybody changed their last name to Win. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Thank I think you for he's that. the one that told <laughs> you that. <laughs> yeah, he, he told me that the other day. Um, this girl right here, I took the U.S. Navy SEALs fitness test. She does pretty good, 1.5 million. Okay. Um, but she, you know, I, That's a, cheating, though. A She's lot a girl. Of, I know. It's just booty in if the you, thumbnail. If you, if you put on a bikini, you get you bump up those views, too. I think so, too. Yeah. That's a great idea. I should wear a bikini to the pool today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, got a, I got two extra Speedos if you want to go I'm Speedo. I'm, I'm, I'm down. Okay. Let's do it. I got tiny nut, uh, nuts, but it's okay. I got tiny nuts. <laughs> Oh man! All right. Well, it was ha it was uh it was dope having you in, having you on the podcast. Thank you, Thank you for coming out. Thanks for the invite. Me, uh, more about your story. I'd love to. I've loved finding out more about like your journey, what you've got going on YouTube. It's going to be exciting to to see how that video comes out. You know, Thank praying you. it comes out good. I tried. I did my I'm best, too. man. I did my best. I, I think it'll do good. Um, we we worked with the elements we had, right? Agreed. And then That's um, all you can do. You know, seeing everything else, helping you connect with some other cool people, that would be great for some videos. Agreed. And uh, seeing what you got going on in the future. But well, appreciate you having me on. It was yeah. uh, it was fun. Yeah. Anything yeah. you want to uh, say or do before you sign off? Fun fact. Uh, fun fact. I lost my virginity in a barn. Okay. At what age? Fifteen. Uh, Fifteen. Yeah. Okay. Right to a barn barn animal? No, it was okay. to my girlfriend at the time. Okay. I wish it was. <laughs> it might have been better. Basically, same thing. <laughs> it wasn't a good experience. We'll, we'll save that. Um, for a different episode. For another episode. Yeah. <laughs>
All right, buddy. All right, thanks. Well, that was good. <laughs> All right, guys, there you have it. Another episode in the books, episode 70. Thank you guys for joining us again. Special shout out to Austin. Got his name right this time. Thank you. Austin yes. Alexander for uh, for being here, for coming in, for uh, doing an awesome episode with us. We, uh, we love that you guys have been coming back. We're 70 deep. We're going to keep going. Austin was telling me about how one of his buddies is like 1,500 in, and uh, mm-hmm. that's where we're headed, straight to the moon. 1,500. Here we go. Here we go. Mm. All right. And uh, I'll let him take it from here. Sign us off. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Part of me with Christian Lucero. See you guys next time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Voice cracked. <laughs> That's a wrap. <laughs>